I've got me, beautiful Teo. We've got beautiful Teo. We've got our sultry, extra fresh, new man, new house, new life, AJ. Hi there. And we've got the big old, because it's a fan favorite, big fat piff, Jow. (laughs) It's never going to get old. And then we've got to give a little bit of a shout out to uh, Big Eric. Oh, Big Iron Warriors Eric making our new sexy time logo. Thank you, Prospero Burns, Eric. Yeah. We love we, you. Uh, yeah, we uh we were chatting today on our uh, Hard for Heresy chat about how gay the heresy community is. It was great. Oh, just in general? Just in general, yeah. just yeah. Just the man. Uh, You're talking about well, the man I, love, right? The, oh yeah. Well yeah. I was we were talking briefly about how uh Mr. Pretties could be coming up. <sighs> And peer pressure, Phil was peer just, pressure, peer pressure, peer pressure, pressure. And Phil's <laughs> like, "Oh, if you got a Texan come up, you guys are gonna have to wash it, tone down the gay humor." We're like, "Oh my god, pretty's all about boyfriends." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is sad. I don't think uh, Phil's been <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think most heresy players have their little black book of dudes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Dudes meeting dudes, yeah, and uh, yeah, we had this big debate about like I think it's because it's a uh, most heresy players are older, they've already done other things, and uh, <laughs> they've experimented. Already, they've you know? experimented a bit, and so they're just comfortable with their uh, their heresy. <laughs> There's also a lot of heresy players that are former or current military (laughs) (laughs) members and there's definitely a little bit of like that style of humor you know yes yeah yeah dicks on dicks yeah Yeah. here's the thing something i've learned from my experiences with bros of all shapes and sizes (laughs) that sounds so erotic (laughs) there's a lot of gay humor it's just a, it's just a, it's just a common it's a commonality between most bros, except for homophobic bros. The only well, ones. insecure bros can't do it. Secure bros. That's, that's true. true. That's that true. true. Th- those are the worst kind of bros. At that point, you're not you're no bro to me. <laughs> you're no bro to me. You're yeah, ruining my bro. immersion in the heresy scene, brah. <laughs> just let me touch your dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, John will really get along with Vince. Uh, moving on. So uh, yeah, what t- are we talking about this episode? Yeah, Taylor, right? what are we doing? We're doing uh, well. We've got our normal hobby and shame progress. Oh yeah. Uh, it looks like it looks like you guys got some things done. I've been real bad on my hobby. Real bad. Real bad. It's okay. I've been. 
working on other hobbies, but bad on my like heresy hobby. Uh, then we're going to talk about a little bit about of our character fluff. We've got some characters in our armies that we're going to give it a little fluff or two, a little, a little, you know, little, you know, you know, what a rim, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> that's what that just sound like. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna talk about some of the characters in our armies that we want to uh, exemplify, I guess, and talk about and give them a bit of a backstory. Yeah, for for like me at least, like really the campaign with John is what really kind of kicked it off. John, you wrote like you know you've written fluff before, and you're like we got to get on this, and I'd given a name, but I hadn't give the background, so we're gonna yeah talk yeah. about just. I think we're all gonna have a slightly different approach. Yeah, totally. I think my my approach is gonna be more like uh, why I write the fluff, how I approach writing the fluff, like the sort of you know, um, I'm not necessarily gonna talk about my characters specifically as much. But, okay. But yeah, you should because War Pope is. Yeah. See, because mine are based on Space Wolves, mine are going to be very episodic. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I might might write a little, like a little, like a minstrel tune for them. Ooh. Uh, (laughs) A wandering minstrel eye. Oh, could there be like a a fanciful flute? in it oh i could be... i do know how to play the flute do you i could yeah. see like a space wolf rocking like a, pulling out a little skin flute out of his uh well out of I his didn't... holster <laughs> and just like calling to you know fellow teammate we should save this oh, yeah. though for okay. the actual thing so that's... and then we're gonna do a faq rundown for the rest of the episode yeah. obviously our normal closeout landing the pig and whatnot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sweet. We're talking about the FAQ. We're not going to go in depth. There's probably good, like everyone's looked at the FAQ. Better podcasts have probably talked about the FAQ in detail. Absolutely. So we're just going to talk about the key points that we thought were cool and are good and bad in our favors. It's a selfish. And, it, it's a selfish rundown. Oh, Tober super selfish. Super, <laughs> it's all about self love rundowns here. So all right, <laughs> sweet. Well, stay with us, and we will be back for some hobby and shame. Shame, shame. Shame, shame, shame. Our tutor, who art in Nottingham, Duncan be thy name. Our paints be thinned, our layers be smooth, on plastic as it is on resin. Give us this day our daily tip, and forgive us our poor edge highlighting. As we forgive those who bring unpainted armies, lead us not into math hammer, but fully closed armies. All praise Nalnoil. Shame, shame, shame. Uh, sorry, AJ, I left you hanging at the end one. At least he came I, back. Yeah. I guess, right. Uh, we're we're in our hobby and shame progress. Oh, it's, yeah. uh, as everyone knows, John has been rightfully fisting his hobby time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, John, just kick this motherfucker in the butt and get us all going on with our hobby life. Yeah, so... There's been some fucking snow here in Victoria, which has been 
the worst. Yeah, <laughs> rare. We rarely get snow, and yeah. we've gotten like it's definitely the most I've seen it's in the five years living it's a, here. It's been a good time to have been put onto salary. Yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> sitting at home making money. Yeah, exactly. All right. So yeah, I basically uh, have been sitting at home, frustrated about the weather and kind of stressing out because it puts us behind at work. So for me to sort of put my mind at ease, I basically decided I'm going to do make sure that I'm doing productive things while I'm at home. Just crushing mm-hmm. hobbies. Just trying to get some hobbies. So yeah, yeah, hobby and gym. It's kind of been the only thing I've been doing for like the last two weeks. So I believe it's pronounced gaim. Gaim. Yes. La gaim. Gaim. Oh, oh, a gaim. Okay, moving on. But yeah, so I basically uh, for my shame progress, I was looking at my fucking Titanicus terrain. I've, I've sprayed the base coats on it. You know, it's like all right, I gotta work on this. I don't. I don't. I'm not like super pumped on doing doing it right now, but. Whatever, I'll just do some dry brushes. Uh, it actually turned out quite nice. I think it looks a lot better. Yeah, it's totally. pretty tabletop yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I still have three buildings to do that are not painted at all, but that's going to take me literally an hour. That's like the best part <clears throat> of terrain. Little effort to like high production. Yeah, I'm not that experienced with it, so it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I also did a little bit of Sector Mechanicus stuff that's not just kind of tested it out. I have a, uh, I shouldn't say I have a lot more work to do on it. I do have... a a bit more to do on it for sure at least to get a tabletop but uh yeah it was have you posted any pictures of that stuff uh no it's not worth posting yet it's just it has the base (laughs) whites done on it and there's some pieces missing from that i have to like i they weren't you're just experimenting right now yeah i just wanted to see kind of how it would actually look and also i'm going to try because like so the way that i usually do my whites uh, the way that I paint my Mechanicum generally is I spray it in the dark metallic and then I do the whites. Right. And then I will uh, do go over and touch up the metallics and then I will go back and I will pin wash everything with the brown. Right. And then, yeah, like I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but that's what I usually do. But what I'm trying to kind of figure out right now is if for terrain, just because I'm trying to sort of mass produce it a little bit more, if I want to do the same basically the same order but instead of pin washing spray washing okay and then and then you mean with your airbrush yeah it's then, a then, very different effect totally but yeah. then and then just uh going back over it with the with the crack stone highlighting it again slightly and then i'm not even sure if i want to go with the um the uh Rakarth flesh or not i'm okay. kind of like i'm kind of torn because i don't i don't want the terrain to stand out as much as the models i kind of want the terrain to look a little, little bit, bit more, more muted a little bit more muted yeah. like i don't necessarily need it to look super you know bright so i did that that's kind of you know that that was pretty much a half hour of work i haven't done much on that but the big thing is so i was sitting there i was kind of you know i'm really jacked on titanicus right now but for some reason and this is what i've been doing lately this is how i get my hobbying done I cannot pledge models to paint because my my like attention to what I want to paint is all fucking over the place. So if I feel inspired to paint something, I'm going to paint it. And at this point, I'm just like, I don't fucking care what it is. If I feel inspired to paint it, I might as well start because it's getting progress. So um, for a while, I've sort of been thinking I need to work on my Sons of Horus. I did a little bit on them. There's still a lot more I need to do with them. But then um, the Titanicus kind of, you know, I got kind of jacked up on Titanicus, worked yeah. on that. I was thinking about going back to Sons of Horus, but I was like, I wasn't really feeling it that much. And I was like, you know, that's okay. I can get back to that later. I need to get my, my Mechanicum done. 
uh, we had the event coming up. I had basically eight monsters creatures to paint and like uh, hopefully get a table done. We're gonna see how that goes right now. Um, but yeah, so I basically decided I wanted to see how a Domitar would turn out if I painted it. I fucking painted it in like record time. I basically <laughs> did. I did it in one day, which for me is pretty fast. Yeah, it's totally. Like a not size model to do in one day. Uh, and then I got excited and I basically took my two, my Thanatar and my other two Domitars and I got the metallics done on them. And then I went crazy the next day and I did all the whites on all three. Nice. So it's so just, much easier when you just rally that way, man. Uh, yeah, I've never, yeah, that's the thing is like, I've never batch painted such big models, but yeah, for bigger models, it's definitely is insane. Different. Like I have done in the last week and a half. Well, actually, basically, it's been a yeah, but a week and a half. I've done three Domitars and a Thanatar, and got my Volterax pretty much fifty percent done. The whites are completely done on it. Um, it's like I'm almost really a thousand points, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it all looks <laughs> really good for for my painting level. I'm <laughs> fucking stacked on it, like, dude. The the Domitars look. Oh, they look tell you, awesome. You see how cool they look in person with Scoria. They are so cool looking together on my mat. On my yeah. new, so, yeah. Oh, that's a new thing that you didn't so, add. Yeah. Got the three Domitars done. Got the got the Thanatar done. I put all the, I think I posted them all to the site. Super happy with them. The Thanatar, I think, looks fucking awesome. I think yeah, the Thanatar looks way better than the first one. Now you got two Thannies to do some Thanny drops. I'm so so stoked on that like for some reason the the idea of like for for whatever reason two thanatars is just the coolest shit in the world you feel like a real boss. they look they're, they're, it's, it's the picture from our hard for heresy group it's like the dudes growl locking arms Dude, big yeah. muscly arms i just got the best idea we should reach out to seattle richard and about making like large templates for you and me that say Danny drop. drop. Oh, because oh. so it's the Danny drop. Go on to hit that spot. Oh, yes, that is such a good idea. Danny <laughs> drop. That would be awesome. All right, we, we have, have to remember that. We have to remember that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. so the Thanatar done. Uh, I also did the Vulturax, the whites on it. I can honestly say that thing is the most. Dude, it is a pleasure to paint that. Yeah, thing. it's really fun. Like the panels, like the white. It is the best. It is by far the best. Like whites that I've done. It looks so crisp and perfect by my standards. Yeah. Because it's just so simple and it's so just like elegant. Like it's a very easy model to highlight because you know exactly where the light source is coming from and the panels are so broad and they're perfectly curved. It is. It is. And it's not that big of a model. Like they're they're, they're pretty big. Well, they're they're big, but they're not. The the thing is, is that you're there's so much surface area that's getting um, oh, airbrushed. Airbrushed, like, I yeah, can do that totally. thing in a day. Yeah. If I sit down and crank it out. I'll do it in a day. And won't Sorry, yeah, no, in that way. But it's still, it's like it it's the size of a of a Thanatar almost in yeah. terms of like yeah. the length of it to height. Yeah, it's pretty cool though. Uh, it's a it's a dope model. I'm looking forward to getting it done. So I'll probably have that done in the next day or two. Sweet. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, so you alluded to it earlier. I'm going full board on my Mechanicum table. I finally ordered my fat mat, mm-hmm. the Underforge fat, and fat that's, mat. That's the same one that Greg brought no, up? No, it's slightly it's different, so oh, it's actually yeah. cooler looking, I won't lie. So, <laughs> so it's, Did you hear Greg? that, Greg? Mine's cooler. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same style, but it's way more You just like, shivved your partner for right, the yeah. juice. Like, just right and orange. not even here to defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I was looking at that one, and I, and I do love that, the way that one looks. This one is slightly less practical. 
there's definitely like less places to put things on it because it has lots of like you know you can put things wherever you want but if you want it to like you know but it has like heat forges all over the place it just looks like bright and orange and like there's just lots of glowing and like I just thought it would match my bases better because they all have orange on them. That's true, yeah, that's with all the rust and everything. That makes sense. So, yeah, you guys have seen pictures of your on the Facebook page. Like, I'm super jacked on how my models look on that thing. Yeah, man, I think think it looks awesome. When I saw those pictures and seeing all all the posts that you're putting up in a couple days while I'm, like, at work... Not I know. <laughs> I, I, John, John's posting up all this stuff, and all I'm thinking is like, I'm at work. I don't post anything. I'm too busy. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, well, so it's kind of crazy. So, like I said, I had eight monstrous creatures to do, and like, uh, Dom- I know seven monstrous creatures and a Dominus. I now have three monstrous creatures to do, one which is halfway done. And two Dominus, and then my my uh, list with the flush is completely painted. Both sweet. Feet. So stacked on that. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, I did read. I fi- I think I mentioned this in the beginning of the last uh, episode, but I was reading uh, Burden of Loyalty. That is a really good short story book. Um, there is one story in particular that is. I'm not going to lie, this is in my top three short stories in all of Heresy. It is so fucking good. It is called Dark Compliance. And I'm not going to like... Well, whatever. If 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 you're like worried about like uh, spoilers that aren't like... I'm going to talk about the general gist of it. Uh, I'm not going to get like super nitty gritty, but I will give you the gist of what happens in the book. General uh, gist? Yeah, so so fast forward like two minutes if you don't want to hear this. Uh, it like is five, basically probably. a story about Horus um, subjugating a planet, and he sends a, a representative, like one of his uh, chieftains mm-hmm. or his uh, overseers, to go to this planet. It's, it's a very powerful system with a huge, um, huge, huge, huge... Uh, Fortress? Uh, I don't know if it's a, it's not a forge world, but it has a large uh, output of um, uh, industrial technologies, okay. yeah. and they have a huge uh, population, and they have a huge amount of imperial army. Okay. So basically, it almost well, sounds like an agro world, maybe. It, I, I think it might be, but so they Horus sends this uh, this uh, emissary essentially, and the, and the emissary. It's the story of this emissary talking to this guy who he knows is not going to bend his knee to Horus and basically convincing him to bend his knee to Horus. So he tells this story of what happened to the last system that didn't bend his knee to Horus, and it's this fucking awesome story where it's a massive forge world that is ran by a Myrmidax commander, and Horus basically calculates that... It, it, it's it kind of goes through this big systematic thing of, of how he's thinking and like why he does why he makes all these strategic moves that he's making he's making moves that seem like they're flawed but they're really just like ways of of, of anticipating this Myrmidax's like thought process and and so it goes through this like awesome thing where it's like you have this Myrmidax who is like massive like he's literally like a supercomputer for 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 strategic 
um, purposes. Like, oh, he's yeah, okay. literally, like, communicating with his, his entire fleets, and, like, he's reorganizing, like, um, like contingents of, of, of um, cybernetica contingents and tagmata contingents and fleet and ships and fleets and stuff to fight with these these traitors and Horus is just like slowly 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 playing this long game of like basically making him get out of position and the end of the story is just so awesome because it's basically this Myrmidax realizes that he's been outsmarted he's like well we're basically fucked <laughs> so he it, the end of the story is him walking out of his forge with his bodyguard of Myrmidons, and Horus is getting ready with his Just Aaron, and this Myrmidax is like, Horus is going to do, he's going to come, he's going to teleport down, he's going to kill me, so I'm going to fight him, like, like with honor. It's fucking crazy, dude. Crazy. Horus doesn't come to kill him. Horus does something worse. So you're thinking Horus is coming to fight this Myrmidax. What he actually is doing is he's going to some backwater part of the planet that no one gives a fuck about. And, he, and he's summoning... Um, oh, fuck. What is the, what's the first Demon Prince's name? Belancor? No, the, fir, the, like, the first Demon Prince. What the, what's his name? I don't know. Uh, Samus or whatever? No. Shit. I can't believe I'm reading his name. Okay, we'll move on. He's 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 a huge deal. Like he's like from the old fluff. This dude is like he's the most powerful demon prince that's ever existed. He's from like way 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 before the heresy, way before the fortieth millennia. He's mm-hmm. from he's supposed to be from our time. Okay. He's supposed to be like like a like a being that has existed since like yeah. Is it Trump? So, no, it is not Trump. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that, that, that kind of puts a bit of a dampener on that I can't remember his name, which is super annoying. All I remember is that it was alluded to in the very, very early fluff that he may have been Hitler. Okay. This character. I thought um, that at one point they said... Doombreed, that's it. Yeah, I just, just I was just looking it up. Yeah, Doombreed. Doombreed, yeah. So that's fucking crazy. So the end of the book is the these fucking Myrmidons getting ready for a demonic invasion to fucking... Crazy. It is awesome. It's got, <laughs> it's got Staron, it's fucking got Horus, it's got Myrmidons, it's got all your boxes. So I strongly suggest, if you're into that sort of thing, read that fucking book. Right on. And uh, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of other good books in there too. Burden of Loyalty is good. Right on. Um, yeah, so other than that, uh, I think that's it. All right. Well, Teo, Ooh. you are up next, sir. Well, I've done absolutely no hobbying. <laughs> um, I've done a bunch of stuff, but I haven't put paint to models or built models or anything like that. Okay. So what, what have you been doing? Well, I'm trying to get my house as a collective so I actually enjoy being in it. Um, so I've been like cleaning up my closets, my shed, or reorganizing like all of my pots and my pans and all my dishes, throwing tons of stuff out. <laughs> Is it including the closet with all the that the never-ending models that come out of it? I did, and I just sold a bunch more. <laughs> oh, so right. that so with so with that, if everything sells, I'll have my credit card's going to be completely paid off. And now I'm just like salivating on the idea of white scars. <laughs> it's like time <laughs> to bracket back up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so uh, I've been trying to do all that and getting rid of a bunch of old stuff that I just don't use. I don't 
Like I found like an entire 40k army in, in my your closet. closet. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> what army? It's a Space Marine army. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of that. It's so it's just <laughs> Yeah. Pretty much. And then like I found that and then I have like all that BFG and all that epic and stuff and uh we're talking to somebody because they want it, okay. and they're really so. I might give. The, it sounds like they're going to get grab that, and then uh, I facilitated helping Nico start a new army. I need to know all of the BFG that you have offline before you sell okay. it. Okay, okay. Unless you've already put it, he's he's going to get back to me after he gets back from the Caribbean. All right, so we we'll talk offline. Okay, <laughs> just just in case there's something you have. That I potentially might. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so one of the things in hobby progress was uh, a person approached me, um, who I've not done dealings with before, and he had a Mechanicum army for sale at a really good price, and I just don't have the money for it right now. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of like was telling Nico about it, so Nico jumped on it. Oh, sweet! So Nico is going to have like a four thousand point Mechanicum army now. What kind of Mechanicum? Like anything really? It's, it sounds like it's Cybernetica. It's like twelve <laughs> Castellex, three Thanatars, two of the Volterax, um, nine Thalax, Scoria, Drekniar, whatever. Okay, yeah, full like a ton of stuff. Um, is it all painted too? No, it's most of it's unbuilt. Okay. Oh, uh, crazy. So he got a really oh, good deal on that. Off the Scoria thing, though. It's enough, what? enough Scoria players in our group back off. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew John Scoria. was gonna be like, "That's that's it's my bit." Yeah, it's just like he just pisses on it. <laughs> just is like, "This is mine, <laughs> not yours." Like, like it's your fine, John. You can have it. It's like it's all right. <laughs> it's all you now. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, he got that, and he's gonna have some. Is but then through that deal, I'm probably gonna buy some of the extra Castlex he has. Okay, and then from. I also bought the new Peruvian model. Ooh, cool. So Sweet. I'm gonna turn and I'm gonna have a, some Space Wolves Castellac, so I'm gonna put a bunch of Space Wolfy stuff on them. Okay. Yeah. Maybe put some beards on the castle. <laughs> <laughs> I've always like I've I really want to do like a Castellax or a Domitar or like maybe a Titanicus Reaver and just green stuff shorts on it and call it John or, <laughs> yeah. fat, or just fat piss. Fat piss. Yeah. Uh, but, and then through that, I may have drunkenly bought book seven from somebody. Oh yeah. I got it for, I got it for like 50 bucks. So I can't really complain Sick. about it. Yeah. Why yeah. would you not buy it at that price? Exactly. Well, Cause I, cause I just things. sold my other books to Brennan. Yeah. Right. So now I have like what, gonna have one black book, which is just gonna be weird. So and I don't you know. Still have your own black book with all those dudes' names in it, dude. I'd, yeah, I'd buy that book for fifty bucks. Oh yeah, exactly. And that's why I kind of jumped on. And then so then because of the credit card, I'm gonna be paid off with everything. I'm salvating over white scars. I'm just like, how do I start my army with white scars? <laughs> breathing like yeah, oh, heavily yeah. on the so toilet. You mean you're not gonna do space wolves and you're just gonna do white scars? No, no, I'm going to do them both. I'm going to, I, like, they are the two of the legions that personify the two different points of my personality. The crazy and... Mongolian and... The mo- <laughs> yeah. Mongolians to- and Vikings. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, and then, so with the new FAQ, which we'll talk about later, um, I have to think of a new inventive way of using the Mal- my Malkadors. You have Malkadors? I have two Malkadors, yeah. Really? Can you buy yeah. them from Nico? No, I had them before that. Oh. Have I have one. Seen 
No, they're they're for my space horse army. But with the changes of them to be super heavy, I had them out with battle cannon and demolisher cannon. Mm-hmm. But I can't do that anymore. Okay. I wouldn't go cra- go crazy and start breaking them apart. I, I have a no. One's not even built. One, only have one built. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like everyone's freaking out. Like I saw people selling them and stuff. And like I know, which is crazy. I, I, like, I'm just thinking of an inventive way of using them differently. But yeah. uh, so I'm thinking about how to do that for the next one. Um, I've been mainly just pushing people playing heresy out of my hobby time more than anything constantly messaging people like have a game this weekend play some games play some games like when people are coming over for game nights i'm not even playing games most of the time i'm helping them with rules and tactics and like being uh, a hobby hero being a hobby hero yeah and so like we have a new guy liam who plays night lords and he's been playing venture games for a long time and he got so used to losing games and thinking that he's just like, maybe I just suck at this. I was like, no, it's because no one ever told you why you were losing. Which was? Which was he was just he was just spreading his army too thin and like going. He's trying to fight the entire table at once. Uh, OK. With an army that has not no sustainability. Yeah, I was going to say that's definitely not a lightlord's way of fighting. Exactly. Yeah. So, and we had, so I helped him adjust his list and I have helped him like work on some tactics for him. And he's been winning lots of games. It's just like. Just like cr- he like crushed one of the guys here, just hard. <laughs> and he's and so he's super hard for heresy. Like since hanging out with me and wanting to join the heresy group, he's bought a uh, super heavy, a bunch more night lord stuff, what and he's painted doing? like four terror squads and his glaive in like two weeks. Oh, nice, sweet. Yes, he's just on a mission. Uh, so that's been really cool. And honestly, what I've been doing most of me with my spare time is playing music. Uh, I started teaching myself how to play the guitar. Uh, I've been playing a ton more drums. I'm actually practicing singing while drumming at the same time. Cause yeah, I have a, bu- you got to start making some more, uh, tra- transition. That's, my, that's kind of what my plan is. Yeah. And work on some fun things. Cause like I have a buddy who's been really wanting to like, we're going to set up and do like some open mic nights and do some shows. Sick. Yeah. The tail so that's, show. The Teo show. That's that's been eating up a lot of my hobby time. Hence the no painting, no building, no none of that. Yeah, right. You don't always gotta be pain, painting. It happens. You get kind of burned out. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Um, but like the other night, I got like, I drank almost a two six of bourbon to myself. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and I ended up playing the drums for like four hours straight. Yeah. That, Thank God. Stomach yeah. pumped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it was super funny because I was like super into it. But then my like I have like upstairs neighbors and I like got up in the morning. I started I'm, like, I was apologizing so much. I was, like, dude, it was awesome. Like, it sounded, like, like they didn't give a crap at all. They just I was like, you like playing these fucking crazy beats and just enjoying it. So <laughs> nice. What kind of bourbon was it? Uh, Bulletin. Oh, yeah, Bulletin's good. Yeah. 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 So uh, no, that's that's been my 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 hobby love. All right. Sweet. So I'm, big one. I'm excited to dive into this. So a couple things. Um, so I finished my second Warlord and my third and fourth uh, Warhound Titans. So now I've got two Warlords, four, uh, four Warhounds, and three Reavers. I just have a little bit of washing left on the Reaver, and then it will be done. Um, d- built and painted all of the bases for all four of those models, got them out magnetized. Um, so basically, other than just pin washing, um, 
the panels on uh, one of the Reaver's legs. Like, I'm basically done with all of the Titans for my AT. Um, now the only thing I need to do is to start working on my Nighthouse, which I decided I'm going to go uh, with Hawk Shroud. I was reading Titan Death, and they had a little blurb of uh, that they fought together uh, at Beta Garmin, and I just so happened when I was messing around with the uh, six knights that I got with the Grand Master Box that I sprayed the panels yellow and Hawk Shroud's yellow, so I'm like, perfect, this will work nicely. So Serendipitous. Very serendipitous. So I'm, I don't have, like, a huge rush to really get onto those knights. Like, I think now that I've finished the Titans, just have to finish that one leg, you know, I'm going to hold off really until my transfers come out and then finish everything else, do like weathering on the Titans and everything like that. But I think until then, I, I'm basically done with uh, the AT project of the Titans, let's say. That does, so that does remind me, I did decide on what Titanicus Ooh, faction. Yeah. Night, uh, the Solaria. Solaria. Yeah, the one where the woman who got denied being in a night house. Oh, the made all, her the, own. the all uh, woman. Yeah. Legios. Uh, yeah. That they're tan and red. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And you did you talk about buying stuff on the last show? I forget. Yeah, I'm just waiting for it to come in. Sweet. Love yeah, that it's you're getting it. into it. <laughs> Love it. All right, so. Um, other than doing that bit of hobby, um, I also have done a couple more test bases for my Alpha Legion. So I'm feeling good with what I've put down. I'm like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. So now once I move, then I'll start messing around with um, like using washes and weathering powders and stuff like that to finish that. But that that is basically I need to finish that and then magnetize, buy and magnetize one last dread claw and then I'll be good on the shame and I'm not gonna not gonna let you boys down <laughs> on this one um, so other than that I've gotta finish like 90% of my shame this weekend <laughs> that's not true you're jacked on on what it's not the end of this week it's the end of March you have oh I thought it was March 1st so okay then you, I'll be fine I've I accept that you the have gotten mo- March yeah it's March oh, 31st wow. Jeez. yeah it's the first quarter okay yeah. I thought we had two weeks yeah. So you got time, but you've yeah. you've definitely gotten motivated for the hobby. So I've checked that one off for you. Yeah. And now you just have to weather and battle damage the ECs, which you can do that in a weekend. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. Um, so that's it for, like, the actual hobby because I've been in full move mode. Uh, we're recording, like, two. Oh, God, I didn't put that in the hobby progress. That's not progress, but... Hey, uh, you clean those paints off. That's hobby progress. That so my, is such a house, weird place. My house is an absolute disaster because we mo- we get the house in two days as of recording right now, so everything's in boxes, and my cat is a fucking bitch, <laughs> and she's just been, like, spite-peeing, and, like, she's ruined a pair of my shoes, a pair of my wife's shoes, but the the kicker to it was I caught her in the act pissing in I had one of the drawers of my hobby station on the floor for all my airbrush paints and she decided to piss in that and I like saw her doing it I was like you fucking cunt and it was like first thing in the morning first thing in the morning so I had to like half a day's work lose to like cleaning up all these (laughs) hobby paints and like had to just bleach like my entire badger line 
and or the Minotaur line. Anyway, so that wasn't fun. But I've p- basically packed. As soon as we're done recording, I'll pack up the podcast studio here, and it will be next time we record. We'll be in the new hobby space, which I have dubbed the Otter Den. <laughs> Do we have to like? Is it is it like a beaver? We got to go underwater to get into it. Yeah, I'll put I'll put like a little cutout in the door that you have to crawl through. um so other than uh deciding the name i also did like a huge ikea order for a whole bunch of stuff for the new house but also including three glass cabinets ah yeah uh, a little bookshelf for all of my horse heresy stuff and uh some shelving for terrain so all the terrain will be out and easy access Maybe we'll have it in bins, certain things, to make it, like, a little bit easier, but we'll we'll figure that out. I'm going to steal you for a few hours to help me mm-hmm. set it up. But, uh, so, yeah, that that's, uh, so other than that, okay, we're going to, we're going to just double check something here. John, you just. My eyes are closed. Yeah, yeah, you Okay, no, I'm just making sure that. Just making sure that the wife's not home, okay? <laughs> so we're not going to talk about... <laughs> we're we're, we're going to talk... This This was bought on sale. We know that Forge World doesn't go on sale, but it was bought on sale, okay? So we'll just... Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> Nudge. So I made a very drunken purchase. I was all excited about buying a whole bunch of stuff for the Otter Den, and I thought... It maybe needs a little something. So, John, Teo, you you guys haven't seen it. No. You don't know what it is. It's a big fucking box. But there's a big fucking box here. This is the yam table, isn't it? Oh, shit. shit. I knew it. Dude. A Titanicus table. So I got... One of each of the new tiles. So there's only two. The weird thing is, is that only one of them's shown up. So I'm hoping the other one's like in transit. But yeah. it's awesome. Like I've had no time to even look at it yet. I've just kept it in the wow. box. It's like I saw a guy do a rundown. Like you can fit buildings like on top of these. So yeah. I think you don't need to buy any more terrain. Because other than the spires, because what I might do is give you some of my buildings that aren't going to work on here so that we can buy new buildings to build on top of these, like, awesome... This is sick. I've seen (laughs) pictures of it, and I was like, oh my god, it looks so much cooler. And it's, like, it's got hardly any... There's, like, hardly any warp. I'd expect there'll be a little bit of upturn, like, in the corners. Oh, there's a Lehman Ross. Yeah, man, there's so much detail. Like, so there's the little rest. crates, like the yeah, little... this is awesome. Yeah. So you got two. Yeah, so I got this one, which is the T section, and the four-way section. section. Well, like, this is a road. Oh, That's okay. a road. So do you have a plan for, like, uh, the other expanding two? it? Yeah, like, yeah, so like they, attaching, so like, even if it's just, like, the normal table. For now? Yeah. It was, <laughs> for now. Because you're like, I want to play on this immediately. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. I think what I'll, I don't know, we could just use, like, the desert mat and have, like, totally. you know, 
something off to the side, this put the bastions out there so it makes like the wall of the city. For those who can't see what we're looking at, actually seeing this in person is very cool. It has a lot of um, low cover that's just kind of built onto it too, which is really cool. Yeah. This is awesome. There's a landing pad. We definitely are going to have to find someone to, to we'll actually talk to talk to Ash and see if we can About, 3, 3D print us off a of Stormbird. Or yeah, whatever. totally. That'd be really cool. You could also use that to build something off of, like, because sure. there's the other one that I've got also has some landing pads, so we can switch it up, right? Mm -hmm. And then they previewed the next two boards that they're going to release at the weekender. So, what I the, you can definitely feel there's like some heavy um, release agent yeah. still on there, um, so I'm gonna have to scrub it and then. Is I'm, this the color that it comes in? Yeah. Really. Yeah, it's weird. a black plastic. It's very huh. weird, but uh, this is sick, man. but I've seen like the other Forge World tiles when I was over at the 30K channel visiting our boy David, and Love they you. they definitely have. Those other, the 40K ones or the 30K 2x2s, I feel like they're, they have more warp issues. Yeah. And like, well, this doesn't look like it's resin, which is really interesting. It's, it is no. resin. Is it's it? just, a, it's not the same kind of resin. Okay. It's a yeah, that different. That would probably explain part of the cost too, because they're, they're surprisingly not as expensive as you, they're not, they're, they're not, not cheap, cheap, obviously, but I'm saying <laughs> compared to like, the amount of resin that is in them. Oh, totally. Like, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Well, That's you could just it. just from seeing the seeing you move it around, you can tell that it's a bed mold, and then yeah, it's it, a vacuum. It, it, I think. I think it's a exactly. vacuum exactly, and I think that's why it'll be different than the the ZM tiles because they're solid. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's poured, and then set in a vacuum. Whereas right. I think the ZM table boards are poured and then set without a vacuum. Injected, they're just or injected. You, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm thinking is like, I'm. It's going to take me a little. Obviously, I next time we record, I'm going to have probably very little hobby progress other than yeah. maybe setting up the new uh the new podcast studio and hobby hobby den but uh i'm hoping that these new tiles will be released pretty quickly because the only now of, are there extras are there more are there more coming or there's two more that are coming oh okay. so there's, so there's only two there's only or two out oh, right I now know that. okay and then there's two more that have been previewed one of them is like um, a landing field with three landing pads and like this bunker, like a military kind of bunker. Yeah. And then another one is just like has just a straight road with buildings on either side. Yeah. So this is next level. I this so like I've seen pictures of like the fully dialed board, boards that people have built, like towers off these where the buildings yeah. should go, and they look super dope. Yeah. So I am like I kind of. Part of me wants to get it done really quickly, but another part of me is like, do I want to like paint two tiles and then paint another two? And they're definitely going to be like, will they match? And I don't know. Now I'm all like conflicted. Of yeah, I would almost wait till you have all of them and paint them all at the same time. But I also don't want to wait too long, right? Like, it'd be awesome. Yeah. To, but like it'd be awesome to bring well, this for the next day. Just write down the technique that you use, it'd be fine. Yeah, but even it, just spraying the first layers so that they kind of blend and yeah, match fair, well. Fair enough. Yeah. Um that's my only thing. Cool, though, 
So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that these things will come out soon because they're done. The pictures that they showed were painted boards. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're be- and they're beautiful. Like, I it's funny because I remember t- I think I was mentioning it to you, and you're kind of like I think you see you were kind of like eh, on them um, a little bit, and I was like, oh man, have you seen them painted up? They look kind of crazy good. Like, yeah, I wouldn't buy these for thirty k. I don't really like, but like for Titanic, it's for some reason it just. Yeah, the, the, the scale seems to lend to it. The thing that cha- the thing that flipped me on it was when I started to see the pictures of people building buildings on top of yeah. it. Because that's the one downfall to the pictures that they have on the Forge World site is that they don't show how you can use the terrain to build yeah. on top and of it. And it's them. understandable because you don't want to mislead people of what's available. That's true. But there should be some There's pictures sh- that are like, hey, this is like this is a finished one. Yeah, exactly. But so that's awesome. You can do some real cool like we could we can Oh no, you're I'm totally I'm totally stuff. getting you to help me <laughs> paint this for yeah, sure. Because sure. if you come over and bring over your airbrush, yeah. you and I can crack out a, a lot a lot of this, this in this, like a uh, day. We won't actually take that long. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, so. when we should we we really should reach out to Ashton soon here and actually no, I get will a head start on and be like, hey. If well, I didn't want to tell anyone anything because I knew if I knew like as soon as I told someone Dude, that I'm it was gonna get let loose. Psyched because like like I I went to Ashton's house to play uh, the, the oh I could say I should have mentioned the hobby yeah, you should, but yeah. I'm doing a Titanicus campaign thing with Ashton and. Uh, and a couple of his buddies, uh, a Julian and a guy named uh, AJ, another guy. Another and, um, AJ? No. Fuck sorry, him. I mean, what? Liam. <laughs> no, sorry, it's Liam. There's another guy named AJ. Who oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But, yeah, um, he had, like, some printed, uh, uh, like, sp- like landing bays for, for, like, Thunderhawks and stuff like that. Oh, that cool. he kind of been working on. I could, see, I could see them there. They weren't finished, and, like, they didn't look like they had been, like, Oh, he was printing them at the out. time? Well, they they were like half printed, like they obviously yeah, yeah. were like failed experiments or uh, something. Okay. But like they were like what you could see looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. The stuff that I've seen that has like landing bays for whatever reason, I'm like it's so cool to me. It's like yes, yeah, like Thunderhawks and stuff. And I and I actually mentioned to, to him, I was like, hey man, like I will pay you for landing bays on Thunderhawks and stuff. Because well, yeah, I think if we could get some Thunderhawks and uh, like a couple Stormbirds, that yeah. would be really, really cool. Yeah, man. And then um, we could paint them in our Legion schemes and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. It's funny, like, now that we've seen the little Lehman, Lehman Russ on here, shows yeah. how out of scale those Land Raiders yeah, totally. that I have. Well, it's, and that's the thing I was thinking. The Epic today, ones? Today yeah. I was going to hook us up with some Epic. Like, I hope... And I suspect it probably will, but I hope that it's to scale with this because that would also be like well, epic put, will like, be closer. Yeah, yeah. And stuff on there, man. It'd be awesome. I mean, there's lots of little things you could do. Like yeah, you could put like a contemptor on there. It's just like do Yeah, the only thing I'll have to figure out is how I'm gonna store them. Like I might just keep them maybe like two per box and just put um, like bubble wrap in between them so yeah. it doesn't damage yeah, them. Yeah, not scratch. But no, that's sick. Good on you, man. That's freaking awesome when you told me he so you so for those who are listening like aj kind of like he texted me the day after it happened <laughs> and then he's like he's like i got like a big surprise like i'm, I'm so excited to tell you i'm not gonna tell you because i want to look on your face and he's like he's like all i'm gonna say is it's something you're gonna get a lot of use out of and when he said that i was like it's either a zm table <laughs> Or it's the Titanicus thing. And I was thinking about it. I was like, I kind of was like leaning towards the ZM because I was like, uh, he's always talked about that. But honestly, I'm pleasantly surprised about this because for whatever reason, 
like we have a ZM. That's more of what I was thinking, right? Like, it's like as cool as it would be, it it really would be awesome. But it's like, you know, we don't. You don't even have like a Titanicus mat yet, technically. Well, that yeah, it's like well, I wasn't really thinking what I mean. No, when I picked it up, awesome, no, I, I, I was, I was on Forge World looking at the price. I'm like, yeah, that is a drunken purchase. Yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and yeah, so not the hero uh, we need, or not the hero we deserve, the hero we all need. That's right, that's right, yeah. John. Uh, so yeah, I definitely know like some of the terrain that I've already built won't work on it, but uh, but we can recycle that for your table, yeah, and then sure. have you know at least two sweet wicked tables that yeah. we can bring yeah and, I, and i'm planning to get a mat like and so when i bought my mat i actually was planning to get, a, to get one that was compatible it was mainly for titanicus right but it was going to be one that i could use for both 30k and titanicus they didn't have it in stock that's the only reason oh I the mars mat yeah, I was yeah. Gonna, I was, it was a Mar- yeah it was mars and like with a base so yeah yeah, yeah i know that one yeah that is that game out of you no it's um uh, frontline frontline yeah yeah yeah. Okay, yeah. So pretty awesome. So we'll have a sweet hobby day in the in the Otter Den and get that crack in. And like Tao, that, I can't. That, w- that chunk right there, that big giant building that I have, yeah, would be perfect because you put a big square building on that, and then we can build like little towers and we yeah, can those on top of that with like, the spire. Like, yeah. yeah, it's once that kit drops, it's going. Yeah. It's going to be all out because it's so easy to, like you were saying when we were talking about painting the Titanicus stuff earlier, like a lot of it's dry brushing. So Mm -hmm. what I want to do is like, you know, hit it with a couple layers of, with the airbrush to get the base colors on and do some, you know, use, do some some blending, pick out some other things and, and then just. You know, maybe we do a, a wash or yeah, spray a something wash, like that, and and, stuff, and just hit it with some dry brushing. And yep. I would, I hope to like crank it out. Now, will it be at the Warriors weekend? I don't know. It would well, be we'll awesome. We have two of them, so I feel like it would be lackluster. Almost. It would be like That's what I was thinking, yeah. right? So Unless you had a demo table. Yeah, that's I want to play though. I'm going to be playing yeah, in the event, so I can't. Is, oh, you know what's almost the most exciting thing about this is that this means that at at uh, the Deuce has gone wild. That yeah. we, our demo table will look insane. It yeah. will have my Mortis and your yeah yeah. That's yeah. Gonna be so cool. Yeah, <laughs> we could actually well, I was... print off a mission. We could print off that that mission. Oh, for Titan Death, that's yeah, our yeah. Legio's fighting totally. too. Like, oh man, I have a feeling we're gonna play that before the deuce. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweet. All right, so that is a healthy amount of uh, of hobby. Yeah, sorry, you were saying something, Tao? Oh, I was just saying. Um, I was talking in the chat earlier. Everyone had no idea who I was partnered up with for the deuce, but then I told them like I would give away my spot if someone extra wanted to come, and they're like, "Well, who? What are you gonna do?" I was like, "Dude." I will occupy myself with time. Oh, you and me, man. We'll yeah. Just like, yeah, we can have our own game going that we can yeah. break at all times or just record. And yeah, yeah it's going to be golden. Awesome. Oh, I was like, to be honest, if I'm not playing, I'll probably drink less. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's, I guess that's a good point. We should maybe do a quick little boop, 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 deuce update and that we're, we're sold out. So yeah. 
thanks for everyone buying tickets. We are going to start a wait list. So if people are hearing this and, you know, life does happen, I'm sure we might have some people that yeah. drop. So if you're interested, get in contact with us and we will uh, yeah, put you on a list. The, uh, the, uh, I think our email would be the best way to consistently be able to get a Yeah, b- the bot botgtpc at gmail.com or just shoot us a PM on Facebook and we'll add you to our wait list. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Get on the wait list. One more deuce update. Oh, really quick too. If you are, if you do email us being on your wait list, on the wait list, you need to tell us if you want to be loyalist or trader because that will be dependent. That will definitely be important. Thank you for adding that. Um, One other thing, which I don't, know if you know this Teo but we got a donation uh for a new prize yes oh so on behalf of basically our Victoria like little war game group we've don't they've donated basically um prizes to do the best team general so we are gonna have best overall uh general um prize yeah oh is, awesome is gonna be i think a lot of people will be happy about that the uh there's certain people in our group are kind of kind more of competitive we would do that you yeah. know like so yeah this is cool it's a way for them to get something that's not necessarily the way that we want to do that ourselves but if it's being donated why not yeah absolutely so a big shout out to uh james in our in our group thanks yeah. for uh organizing all that and oh, uh, the crack the crack dealer himself the crack dealer himself yes so he's uh doing his part of pushing the hobby <laughs> so yeah uh email us if you want to get on that wait list and we will be back to talk about some character fluff laughing In the galaxy, there are among heroes, among legions. Today, we will talk about them. Why, thank you, Teo. That was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are going to talk about character fluff today, because we... we we're very fluffy, I think, most of us. We we definitely lean towards the fluff and want to put on narrative events and stuff like that. And I feel... I've been very guilty about this because, like, my first Mechanicum HQ, my first uh, Magos I built, I, like, came up with a name for him and got all jacked and then, like, totally, like, just stopped writing fluff. So we, I think the catalyst for me was, um, John, like, for the fluff, you wrote an amazing backstory uh, for your character, Warpope, which we'll get into in a bit. And you had him going on. He's going to be working into our campaign. You've got some backstories for, like, your big characters for Sons of Forest. And, like, all I had was a name for my dude. And we're doing this, you know, book four campaign. So it's like, all right, I got to get on this. Let's write up some fluff. So um, I think we're going to, you know, we're not going to dive right into, like, all the nitty gritty. But we're going to basically, each of us is going to kind of talk loosely about ideas of like how they came up with um you know some ideas how they came up with the name where background that they leaned on like you know a whole bunch of different stuff and i think we'll get a sprinkling of the whole breadth of making character fluff from what each of us kind of dives into 
So with that, maybe I will go first. Word. Word. Okay, so I have started with my Archmagos that I originally, my first guy, so he's just the, the plain old um, GW <laughs> Magos for 40, 40K range, which Safe I've... Model. It's definitely a sick model, and I did some tweets on it. Like, gave him a big ass chain fist, and yeah. looks all boss. Looks awesome. So I came up. Uh, this was like really. I came up with fluff for him, for or at least his name for our very first event, leading up to the first um, event that I organized uh, about two years ago. Because I basically made like a post with him, like. He's got his fingers pointing out, kind of like that uh, old U.S. World War II, like Uncle Sam wants you for the army. So I made like a post like that, and then like basically like never wrote anything more. But the name that I came up with uh, for this guy was H. Miss Shoth. So how did I come up with H. Miss Shoth? So I, I pulled on some things that I like. Um, I am a crate, for those that don't know, I'm a weird person when it comes to music, and I have problems, and I enjoy this band called Fish. <laughs> I travel... Yeah, you just enjoy them, right? Just yeah, enjoy. I just enjoy them. Uh, I, you know, I travel all over the place to see this band. I've got a group of my buddies that we all go to shows together, but we don't call them shows. We call them shows. Uh, and so I I pulled from my concert background to give um, Shoth's, uh, my character's last name. And h is a combination of two characters from um, Ready Player One of Artemis and H. And so I smashed those together to yeah, come up. H-Myth. So that is basically. You also have a knight that's named after Tim, right? That's true. I do have an. I do have my knight Carbolo yeah. named after the one and only Tim from I Have Horus. Just because you know he's. Good. If he was in the thirty k, I, I think like it's a good name for yeah. sure. And also, like if Tim was in the thirty k reality, like I could see him being an, a knight pilot of a Atropos for sure. Mm. Just. Never rolling singularity voids, yeah. and you know, sorry, <laughs> probably just triggered him. But <laughs> anyway, so other than that, like I didn't really have much. I knew that this guy was going to somehow be relate, have some tie in to Istvan, but I wasn't too sure. So, so really quick, what kind? Of, so you're talking, saying is an Archimagos, but what, what kind of Archimagos is he? Thank you, John. Yes, yeah, so he's for my. Order Reductor. Okay. So I knew he was going to be Order Reductor. So I started to like do some reading into the Order Reductor, and like so, Caleb Decima was on Istvan three, yeah. and so what I decided is that um, Hmis was a former lieutenant of Caleb Decima. So I basically just did that of just you know, okay, let's look into the background of of Order Reductor here's a little thread that I can tie this guy to because I want it somehow tied into Istvan. So the basically the idea be- behind him is that he was a Myrmidon for the Order Reductor and basically was like, came about in the early heresy, or early uh, crusade, I should say. And during a compliance, like he, he 
came to the attention of Caleb Decima, and basically Decima took him underneath his wing and taught him all about Siegecraft or more about Siegecraft and, you know, basically started running with Decima and became one of his trusted lieutenants. Basically, once becoming, you know, a trusted lieutenant, he was given his own little force to go and help out with uh, compliances. And at that time... So so for those who don't know, Order Reductor is essentially... Um, they are kind of like the heavy lifters of Mechanicum. Yeah. They are the most independent um, wing of a Tagmata. They have their own ships. They are they are in similar to Iron Warriors. They're like destroyers. They're yeah. Siegecraft. All about Siegecraft. They're and very, very feared. They're very respected within... Yeah, you like, don't release known. the Order Reductor unless you don't care about... Yeah. You know, any strategic even, even value legions, of that area or anything. Yeah, even even legions are would be wary of, of the Order Reductor forces. They're very... Anyways, so we continue. Right, so basically he, you know, went off and did some compliances on his own and uh, basically somewhere around that time he, you know, we all... The betrayal of Istvan Three happens and... He hears about it and the probable demise of his master. Because really it's not... Decima's in book one, but it doesn't say anything about whether he made it out alive. At least in the black book. I don't yeah. know if he... He, uh, he did make it out alive. Okay. But, yes. So maybe it's I'll need to... It's not known. It's, but it's not necessarily widely known, I don't think. But I know that he, he's, he made it out alive. Okay, so basically when uh, when Shoth heard about Istvan Three, like... You know, he's a tactical guy. He knew that, you know, probably his tutor and friend, longtime friend was was gone, right? So he basically swore vengeance on the traitors and basically took his sect of Myrmidons and went out to wreak havoc on the traitors and basically, you know, disrupt them in any way he possibly could, raiding um, their supply lines, things like that. Um when he's going and hunting like traders, basically he comes across a whole bunch of stranded uh, uh, iron hands that are leaving Istvan Five, and basically because that was always my background of my small, well maybe not so small section of iron hands that I have that they, I when I built them I did different parts of uh, Mark Four, Mark Three, so I kind of base their fluff was that they were on Istvan 5 and got out and were able to get back and kind of resupply but just you know using whatever parts they they could to put back together so in the fluff they they hooked up with my Mechanicum and they like bro fisted and went off sailing in the stars taking down traders so my next thing is to basically come up with some more fluff behind my iron hands, which yeah. we will get into in the next segment. <laughs> but I, think, I think you're definitely going to be in a right position for that now. Yeah. So basically, like, it, it, you know, my whole, my whole thing is, like, I'm not a great – I don't consider myself a great writer. I don't – you know, I'm not – 
the greatest person I with any, yeah, I don't think any of being us are. super creative. So for me, my approach was like, okay, let's dive into the information that I do have, which is the black books and the internet and like, okay, he's ordered doctor. So I did some reading on him, reading on Caleb Decima, knew that I wanted to tie my iron hands into his story and will vice versa with, uh, my iron hands, um, pray, uh, pray tour. But, you know, basically I was just kind of like, well, I'm going to be a little bit lazy here and just stitch some stuff together. And for me, like it probably took me like two hours, one hour of kind of one hour and a half of doing some research and then just typing it up quickly. So even just doing that now that I've got this in just like a Google document and what I plan to do is just as he as I use him in battles, start making notes and adding more fluff to him so i've started that's kind of my rundown of my first character and then i have started to work some fluff on my archmigos dominus um which i'm going to work in our campaign already into his story because he fought and got his ass punked (laughs) in that first battle against you so i'll work some of his fluff in but funny because the guy that he got punked by is one of the characters that i have more written for as well yeah so yeah so it'll be good we'll start you know i'm just basically gonna now start adding to this google document and trying to keep fluff going along with it and actually this has now inspired me to do this for my um, Adeptus Titanicus as well and make like a little Google Doc with the names which I got most of them down because we want to do the order for the nameplates yeah. um, but also just like tracking engine kills and stuff like yeah. that um, so yeah I, I'm I'm stoked mm-hmm. that I've lit, and lit this little fire of, you know That's putting awesome. together some fluff for my characters stoked on it that you're getting into it too so yeah yeah, and well, it's, you you basically gave me the kick in the ass to start doing it. So, so for yeah, for me, like even you know this this other character, it's like I've I'm a big like Apollo um, space history kind of fan, and so I've like worked in um, like the last name of an astronaut into you know last name of one of, of this character and like i don't know just pull into things that you like or like you you know history or for that i'm doing history another one like you know silly pop culture stuff that i like and and the problem of with fish so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so teo what about what about you i know you you haven't actually written anything like down but i know you've been working up a mean brain stew of well, ideas. Uh, so I've written stuff down, but it's not like a, a, an elevated story. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, whenever I make a character, uh, I kind of go back to when I used to play things like Necromunda and Blood Bowl, okay. where playing the game almost develops the story for the character. Yeah. Um, so I've been my characters are going to be part of my Space Wolves, and I've been I've actually written started fluff on two different characters. Okay. Due to what they've done in the games that I've had and uh, the army that I've been, the playstyle of the army that I've been going with. So the uh, the first one, uh, he is a wolf priest called Gamli Geithergest. Ooh, that is a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, so I can't he's wait to a, see you saying that when you're like 
10 beers deep. That's the point. I want to, <laughs> I want to, I want to like, I want to be drunk enough that it just comes off as yeah, not because <laughs> the character, he, his basis is that he is a constant comic. Okay. He's a wolf priest, but he doesn't encourage people like, like a chaplain normally would. He makes people feel relaxed in their fighting. So he's, he's boasting and he's laughing and he's like, he's egging people on. He's being just a prick about the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> so like, like in the middle of a battlefield, he's not like, get them. They're the heretics, blah, blah, blah. He's like, get those rotten bastards. They took my beer kind of scenario. <laughs> All right. He also has an affinity for chemical warfare. Um, and he's got such a boastful laugh. That you can hear his laugh throughout the battlefield. This this sounds familiar. So this is though this is one aspect of my yeah. So this is like one aspect of my personality, which is just like all just like big loud bravado. Yes. And the, the where the affinity for chemical warfare is in the four games he's been in, he's killed fifteen marines with his uh, garum blood vial. Oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, tail fart gas. Just yeah, yeah. farming people. Yeah, and so that's kind of his basis. Can we get at the guest? And his get his character <laughs> get at the guest. And so his character basis is he's laughing throughout the entire fight. He's like he's got a power ball and a power fist, and like he's like he's doing like the Irish boxing kind of thing with his power fist, like. <laughs> <laughs> just egging people on and just being a general asshole je- <laughs> on the battlefield. Uh, but at, whereas he is the comedic aspect of the Spaceos, their Wolf Lord and Praetor, Valbrand Thorlak, uh, he, his biggest focus is to find the most powerful creature, machine, or hero on the battlefield and go headlong and fight it. So... He has no regard for his own safety, <laughs> and he will just find the biggest and scariest thing and go right after it. So in the games that I've played with him, he's killed three super heavies. What? Three super heavies? <laughs> yes, because everyone's been playing with their super heavies lately, preparing for the deuce. Mm. So he's a Praetor who's got a uh, frost, uh, a Paragon Blade, and a Power Fist. And his entire life in game is to find the biggest and scariest thing and go punch it (laughs) through his, um, through this general mindset he has his company and his, his chapter essentially would be Horus is, uh, his great company has developed their battle tactics around keeping him alive (laughs) as he goes headlong without any care for his own safety. He's surrounded by large packs of gray slayers with shields (laughs) <laughs> just to try to try just to, to keep, keep up with him because he's just keep him alive. He's he's running. He's not. He's left the leadership of his actual tactics of his battle to his rune priest, who I have not named yet. Okay, and, and his uh, and his priests. Whereas his tactic is to to find the biggest scariest thing and explode it or crush it or kill it in front of his entire uh, company to inspire them to keep going on. He is the exemplar of what every space wolf wants to be. He is glory incarnate. Sweet. Does, yeah. Have you, are you going to model him with like a beer stein in hand? Charging. Uh, no, he's his, his pose is like him surveying the battlefield. It was like, what's going to die? 
He's very he's like calmly posed. He goes from like stoic to crazy in a second. Is that the the model that you're using from the sergeant yeah. in the Grayslayer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So the different models are that he's 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 very focused on what he wants to kill. When he in his lore, it's not that he goes crazy and he's screaming at it. He just has a singular tunnel like tunnel vision like focus on killing that thing. Gotcha. Okay. He's not crazy about it, but he wants that to die on the battlefield. So he's actually quite – he's quiet while he's fighting. Whereas <laughs> Gamli – yeah. Not so much. Not so much. And his model, he's like, ah! So which <laughs> so model are you using for for that? I've already built him. He's already ready. I built a custom uh, Wolf Priest model. Out of what models? Uh, he's based off of an apothecary model, and then I put a bunch of uh, space old bits on him, and then I built him custom pelts and stuff out of putty. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so there are the, the two sides of the coin, which is Gamli give, cares not for the overall, like, battle. Right. Or to find his personal glory, he's finding humor in every situation. Imagine the comedian from The Watchmen. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's okay. doing things for the sheer humor of it all. Right. Hence, like, I could charge this unit. Oh, I'm going to throw these chemicals at him and see if they kill him. Like, <laughs> Sweet, man. Those are the character bases I'm going to work on. I'm going to work on the uh, very stoic rune priest after. But he hasn't done anything amazing. So I, he doesn't get a story yet. So you need he needs to do some work first before he needs he to do some work. So the reason Gamli Gaitergas got a character is because he made Liam laugh so hard he was crying <laughs> because he just because kept just throw he kept throwing that stupid bomb and he kept killing things every time I used them. Vials of blood, <laughs> vials of blood everywhere. And so the character base is just all humor. Sweet man. It's like, like he's called he's called the Gray Slayers in his unit pussies and like <laughs> <laughs> I like it how it's very much tied into your your personality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, John. Yeah. Lay lay your big big fluff cack big on the dick. table. <laughs> your yeah, big dick. Um, so my approach is definitely closer to AJ's. Um, for whatever reason, when I make an army, I like it to have a place in the universe and I like it to feel flushed out. I like to, I want to he understand. He loves that immersion. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I want, I want things to be flushed out enough so that I, um, I don't know. So, so things feel cohesive and they feel like they have a place and a time and sort of like a role. Um, it's part of why I love the black books so much and, and even the heresy novels to an extent is, you know, so my approach has sort of been like, I've read myself. I've read the vast majority of the heresy novels at this point. I think I've, I, I haven't kept track, but I think that I've probably read more than probably like 30 Five thirty of them, something like that. The only ones that I haven't read are generally the ones that are sort of the side stories, the less important ones. Mm-hmm. But I've I've read all the mainline heresy books at this point, um, aside from Titan Death. 
So I have a pretty decent working knowledge of like where the universe is, the characters, the way that certain legions act, and also I've been reading the the black books and stuff like that. I don't know everything about every legion, but I do try to keep myself sort of like knowledgeable about the basics Generally, on most yeah. things. I know a lot about my Sons of Horus. I know a lot about Mechanicum now. I dive pretty hard into that. But for no. whatever reason, <laughs> like, I just like things to have a fleshed out sort of sense of, like, this is how they work. These are the systems that they work in. Um, when I used to do my Black Legion back in the day, something that always bummed me out about Chaos Space Marines in general was there was no cohesive sort of, like, structure to them. So something that I always sort of, like, envied was that you would have these Space Marine books and they would have, like, companies and they would have, like, markings of the companies and they right. would have, like, specific, like, this is how they work and this is, like, you know... And I like the flexibility of fluff. I don't want everything to be super regimented and not have any flexibility at all. But Forge Worlds are really good at allowing you to sort of... They, they, they are amazing at giving you options and just giving you just enough that you can kind of go off with your own thing on Totally. It, right? So... I wrote my first character about a year ago, and it was essentially I wanted to write a character that was... Um, I had been playing Abaddon a lot in my forces, and over time it kind of got boring, and Abaddon on the table isn't really good. So I kind of got a little bit annoyed with like always having feeling like I had to play him because I didn't have a Praetor model, so I actually went out of my way to like build a Terminator Praetor. Right. And as I was building him, I was thinking about him, and I was like, you know what, I want this guy to have a defined... Um, existence. I want him to have a logic to who he is. So, uh, praetors, they're kind of vague, right? Like, pra- we all know what a praetor is, but what is a praetor really? Well, a praetor is usually going to be some form of a captain. Um, they might, you know, emperor's children have their, uh, what are they called? The, uh, uh, whatever, uh, what's his name is, uh, Hammerman. Um, Eidolon? Yeah, like they have their lord lord commanders and that, and like I know that there's different hierarchies within different legions, but within the the Sons of Horus, the the hierarchy is generally there are captains, there are senior captains, there are junior captains, the senior captains are are, are company captains, and then the junior captains are usually chapter captains. Right. And I wanted to come up with with lore for why this guy would be a chapter captain, I didn't want him to necessarily... Originally, my plan was to actually make him Falcus Kyber, but I just thought that was maybe a little bit like, eh, I'll wait. Maybe Falcus Kyber will actually get rules, and it would actually kind of be fun to write to write something around this. So I was thinking about it. I was sort of fleshing it out. And I'm like, hmm, what, where could this guy exist within the universe? Like, is he Chthonian? Is he Terran? Like, right. And I thought about it. I was like, okay, so I want this guy to be Chthonian. But then I had this really cool idea that was like, I really like my dreadnoughts, and I have I have two Justaran contemptors at the point at that point I only had one, and I always wanted to write fluff for one of them too, and I was trying to think about like hmm how could I tie him into this? So I had this really cool idea, and then and then it basically all just like blew up from here. So essentially, I wrote a character that um, his name is uh, give me a sec because I haven't actually looked at it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I just had it loaded up on the phone. Oh, Thaddeus Vale is, yeah, the, is right. the name of the character. So, essentially, he was... Um, when he joined the Sons of Horus, he, he fought through the ranks pretty quickly. He was found as a, as a youth on um, Chthonia, and he was found with his brother. They were both same similar age. Uh, he, he was, you know, they were found probably the age of, like, 
four to six. Uh, and if you know anything about Chthonia and the sort of like lore about it, it was a brutal, brutal gang world, and it was it was brutal in a very similar way to what the <laughs> Night Lords sort of world was, where like you had to be a survivor to survive there. So yeah. these two kids were essentially on their own. Their parents had been killed, and they had survived for a couple years on their own basically doing what they needed to do to survive. Um, like, I like to imagine that they probably had to result, uh, to resort to cannibalism and stuff. Like they had to do some really horrible shit. And they, and during that time they kept each other safe. So, um, fast forward really quick. Part of my thought process with this too, was that I wanted to have a reason for this guy to justifiably be anti-emperor. So, okay. My thought process was, well, how would you make this guy anti-emperor? Well, you would have him lose his brother and blame the emperor for that. So I basically wrote this fluff where this character rose through the ranks of... He he obviously didn't start the first company, but he rose through the ranks of the Legion into the first company. Him and his brother both rose through the ranks equally quickly and basically were serving beside each other. Um, they rose to the ranks into the Just Aaron. Right. And when they joined the Just Aaron, they rose, continued to rise quickly, and eventually um, he was uh, awarded uh, minor captain. Um, uh, junior captain. Yeah, ju- junior captain. So during this uh, going on, the Alinar Crusade was coming to a close and basically him and his brother were fighting and the tip of the spear sort of uh the some of the style and his uh his brother got hit by a huge ordinance from a from a gargant basically tore him in half and so the the idea of the of the lore was like okay i want a reason for him to be interred into a dreadnought chassis so the basically the idea is that once his brother was turned into a dreadnought and once he saw what his brother had become and sort of like if you read in the books the dreadnoughts are very like they're almost oh yeah they're they're all they're kind of sad in a weird way because they're not really human anymore they don't they're they're sort of in a dream state they're sort of like caught between two realities right you can see why the the white scars view them the way that they do like so i wanted this sort of this story to be like the him seeing what what had happened to his brother and then sort of like what the what have we gained out of this and like what who did we do this for and that and sort of like that to be like the chip the sort of like first thing that goes you know like why am i following the emperor yeah so the one one person that he actually had like you know it's kind of gone now so Basically, that's it. Uh, he is a junior captain who lost his brother, and when Horus turned, uh, he was fully, fully... Fully down. Fully he, he went quickly. Um, and he killed a lot of loyalists. Just <laughs> fan three. So, yeah, um, he's a bad dude. So that's that character that's uh, i was pretty happy with that and then so my yeah you'd be, i second, remember you started to use him against me in some some games like pre pre germany i guess yeah 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 that was a little while ago so yeah. and he's and and the thing that's hilarious is he has been so good on the table like that dude and this is not an exaggeration that dude has cut the head off of four um arc magos 
It's mm. insane. He always gets lucky, rolls a six, and then they fail their save. He, he cut the head off of Greg Dan's Arc Magos. <laughs> this is, like, one of my favorite details. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, is so, that the Praetor you made at Broad Natal VO? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, that was pretty awesome. You, you need to work that. That you you should reach out to Greg and ask him for his uh, oh that's a good idea his yeah. name and the name of his yeah for sure work that yeah Greg if, you're, like, if you're listening I'd like to know the name of your uh, redu- your uh, <laughs> order reductor he's gonna be like no mate I'm not giving <laughs> no, you <laughs> I'm not giving you food for your flop he was so good about it too he was like ah oh, well of course that happened very <laughs> <laughs> up and vulnerable oh what Greg was, Greg yeah. was lovely it's of course lovely. he was he's Greg so yeah so. That is my first fluff. Uh, the second fluff that I've written was essentially, um, I really like Myrmidons. I find them awesome. But you, your like whole beginning of your mechanic of force was basically... Basically Myrmidons. Oh, Myrmidons. Yeah, yeah, it was the idea of, like, I love the idea of these warrior priests who, like, replace their bodies to be just, like, basically tanks. And they just, their their whole, like, obsession is just, like perfecting themselves to be better at the art of war it's kind of cool it's like it's metal as fuck you know (laughs) so basically uh i made a character here archmagos myrmidax uh kieran martin and essentially i wanted to figure out again i wanted to figure out a way like where does this guy fit into this army where does he fit with uh with my xana tagmata and all that so he basically was a um Myrmidax, Myrmidon, rose to the rank of Myrmidax. He had a cult of Myrmidons who he fought with. He actually was basically a mercenary. Uh, He hired himself out to the highest paying uh, order reductor bidders who basically would pay pay these guys in in arcane technologies to protect um, engines. Uh, These guys were basically, their, their existence was like order reductor go into hostile environments a lot and myrmidons are their basic basically like the reason why they started being a thing was originally they were just sentinels they were protectors for order reductor units so i kind of wanted to work that into into like what they're supposed to be about so they're protecting things like ornatus right um artillery like stuff like that backline like defense or like or heading you know like headlong like basically being the brunt of these engagements. So when the betrayal happened, um, this character, the way that I've written him, logically you think a Myrmidon is obsessed with war. They're obsessed with perfection of war. So my thought was like, well, how am I going to make this guy turn traitor? Well, he's not going to respect the emperor as much as Horus because Horus is a better warrior. Horus is the one who's actually going out and taking the planets. The emperor is the one who's sitting on the throne and kind of just like it's his name. So that was kind of like the way that I was like, ah, this is an easy sort of justification for why he would turn traitor. So... This character, I wrote him in, is uh, he basically, when Scoria, so when the Xana insertion happened, um, everything got all fucked up on Xana, he was a high-ranking Archmagos uh, during um, the Xana insertion, and and even before that, um, before that, Scoria had been imprisoned for some sort of crime against the Mechanicum, probably to do with, like, 
breaking some sort of arcane like technology technology litanies or whatever it's never been explicitly stated right. but the hierarchy within Xana basically was like well no you're you're being imprisoned like fuck you uh, <laughs> Karen Martin was opposed to this so when the Xana insurgent happened and uh, by chance Scoria was released by accident right uh, he was the first Archmagos to go to Scoria and take a knee and be like, I... Like, I'm going to run with I, you. I'm going to run with you. I'm going to be the enactor of your will. I can't so, quit you. Exactly. So, <laughs> Scoria then sent this guy. This guy's a badass. So this guy, basically, he is the, the, the guy who executed all of Scoria's opposing Archmagoses. Scoria sent this guy out, and this guy personally took care of all of them. So now Scoria is the leader of Xana. I wanted him to have a very meaning, meaningful, meaningful sort of like right. he plays a big role. Like, so he is like Scoria's bodyguard, essentially, is how I think of him. Okay, and his he is a, he is like Scoria's like if Scoria wants something dealt with personally, and it's not going to be him, he sends this guy. So, yeah. Um, that's basically it for him. Well, it's not it because you've only used his real name, not the name that we. So used yeah, for that's him. where I was gonna. That's where I was gonna <laughs> end next. So uh, I, he, he has. I, I don't know how many people have actually seen this model. I think most probably have. But he's he, he, he's basically built on a Myrmidon body, and I popped off the Myrmidon's head and I put the uh, the Pope head on him from the GW uh, Magos kit, and he also has. Two Ursarax power, like he has a power fist in one arm, he has a chain fist in the other arm, and then he has two photon thrusters, and then he has a machinator array. So this guy is yeah. like jacked to the gills, like <laughs> he is a literal tank. So it, we started taking to calling him Warpope, which was pretty great. <laughs> so I wanted to just like actually, you know, it's like Warpope, okay, what's Warpope all about? So that's his nickname. It's, uh, Kieran Martin uh, quote War Pope yeah uh, an actor yeah he, he also has another a few other litanies here I'd like to quickly read um, all right Ark Magos Mermidax Kieran Martin um, the enactor of war the dread castigator of Xana the executioner of Scoria and War Pope sick yeah, and you and you got Eric, right? Helped you out with the yeah. So Eric uh, was really awesome. I took a picture of I think me and AJ were having a game, and in one of the oh no, no, actually no, it was Jeremy. Me and Jeremy had a game, and uh, we had a picture with like some some Castellacs rolling up on War Pope, like they thought they were hot shit. So I wanted to get a <laughs> shot of like War Pope before he eradicated threw down these fucking Castellacs. And so I got a nice close-in shot, and so uh, uh, Eric got that shit sepia'd up. Sep- yeah, sepia'd up and put yeah, on the put on, on the heresy. Put it on the heresy background. Blank pages, and yeah. so, you had it for like beside your army display. Yeah, beside my army for the, the display, and, and and AJ was awesome and like uh, laminated it. So now I have this awesome like print off of Arc Mangos Myrmidax Kieran Martin. And I should. I, I'll post. Uh, I'll post it up when uh, when we release the episode. Yeah, for sure, totally. And just uh, throw it up there for people to take a peek at because it's super dope. And I uh, like I remember the first. It, it was I guess it was for Lanasy when 
um, when we first met Darren and Shane from the mainland, and they both came over and had, like, they had those little um, plastic, like, display things where they had, like, their name and the name of their army, and they each had, like, a booklet of fluff. And (laughs) and I was just like, damn, man. Like, you know, I said... I like read uh, Darren's fluff on his um, Raven Guard and mm-hmm. um, Militia. I think is what he brought to that okay. one. Yeah, that's uh, what Shane brought, and Darren brought Ever's Children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it was just I, I remember seeing it and just be I felt like it's such a slacker. I was just like, damn. Well, that because they were old competitive uh, fantasy players back yeah. in the day right. when that shit was like super like hyped because that was like part of the scoring. So, like, it makes sense that they brought that. Because I used to play Malifaux when I was competitive in Malifaux with Darren and Shane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, they were, you know, they're not the, the last people that I saw doing that and bringing them to our events or, like, video. Oh. But I definitely think it's, like, a nice little – it shows that extra, you know, extra little bit of effort. Like, totally. we're already – our community is so good with, you know, putting tons of effort into hobby and yeah. painting – just having that little extra is and with awesome. some factions, I almost think it's, like, more necessary because if you're going to be playing, especially with, like, um, Salamanders, Raven Guard, and Iron Hands, it's like you're playing a Legion that is broken. And yeah. the thing is is that you're not... You have the you have the Primarchs, but the Primarchs are almost like a non-fluff sort of, like... Like, especially with Ferris. Like, Ferris is not really fluffy when you're playing him. No. So the idea of building the army exclusively around him doesn't necessarily make a ton of sense it's cool to have him and it's cool to like be like okay well they did fight with ferris when he was around yeah but to me it's like if you're going to like play this style of army you you really kind of want to flesh it out a little bit to give them like where were they or like, like what, black what shields deal with? yeah or, exactly yeah like I think that's why I play factions that are fleshed out because i'm so ocd about that stuff i don't <laughs> i don't want to have to like build everything myself because it just become it would be overwhelming to me uh david coleman is like it's hilarious because he sends me messages all the time like asking mechanicum shit and like he's so like into like the the nitty-gritty of oh it. yeah it's awesome it's like it's super cool he, he's he's into it in a similar way that i am but he likes to make it himself well that's so. the best part with david is that he's got like the skills to be the the art skills to be able to go and like yeah all the transfers that he's made for his like octopus mechanicum yeah uh, sect is so cool so yeah it's like seeing it that kind of stuff too is inspiring like i i you know it definitely took you kind of kicking me in the ass when it has a place in the universe right yeah especially if you make your own shit and you like actually like okay i like i'm gonna flesh it out and like i understand like what the universe is and like where these guys fit in place and doesn't contradict other things it's like it's so cool when people actually do that effectively there's very few people who really do do it effectively honestly but like well i think but that's like any artistic medium like being good at it being really good at it yeah totally well, I think, yeah. it, like you say, like the you were saying that the fantasy side of things had a lot of that, and and definitely, like I think people that were more like role play gamers, like D and D gamers, like that's part of that's a whole part of D and D, right? Of like building your character and who you are. And I, think, I, and I think Tim for me was the beginning of that. Like I never really heard of someone think about it that way, and and that opened up my like, okay, this is actually really cool. Like, let's like think of. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, like 
like I said, like with my iron hands, you know, when I started to build the army, I was thinking about it because I knew that I was doing this hodgepodge. Like I got all the upgrade bits, which were Mark III, but this was when we only had Mark IV plastic. So I just threw it on there and then like, okay, I need to have some, you know, there needs to be a story behind this. So, you know, I started thinking about it, but very much on a surface level kind of thing. And I do, you know, the more that we're getting into more kind of like the storytelling of our gaming, which is more of what we're trying to do with this campaign is kind of just, it's like, there's no point of doing that almost if you're, you're just like, okay, well, Sergeant One is, you know, (laughs) like he kind of, and, and loses it a bit, and Order right? Reductor is such a good, like, because Order Reductor it acts so independently from normal Mechanicum forces, It's again, it's one of those things where I feel like it has more, um, it's it's more necessary for it to have, like, more of a more of a place, because these guys run out of, like, usually, one, they, they run out of a ship, usually. Yeah. They usually have, they, they are a, like... A self-contained, yeah. yeah. Self-contained force. Like, they have, like, their, like, numbers that they, you know, like, however many units they have and stuff. Like, they're not just a fucking planet of dudes. Like, they're an actual, like, military force that exists to go to other places and conquer them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, like, it it definitely just adds that extra little, you know, something something to to the, the game and just, like, the narrative and... Yeah driving things forward and I think like we all kind of approach it in a little bit of a different way so I want to branch out into making it more um to 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 creating uh rivalries (laughs) sorry that's just R2 talking in the background here (laughs) creating creating rivalries with other legions that you know friends legions and stuff like that is also a very cool thing like my sons of horse oh like the iron hands that you put on the the dead iron hand that you put on the base of your thanatar hey man this is Xana and Serge and you you came at me bro we just showed you what was up (laughs) 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 fucking triggered (laughs) but yeah no No, well sorry Ah, I was gonna say we all have very different approaches like John is making his story for a character your AJ's like like putting parts of his world into a character and I'm letting my character develop through game and and through yourself and through myself yeah Yeah. no there's definitely no way wrong way of doing it I think um if people like want to hear more into you know building characters and narrative like go and listen to the age of darkness you could go and listen to our episode where we had jp on talking about fluff and because really like the narrative books is but it's just like the same kind of things that we were talking about in turn when we were talking about narrative driving narratives forward with jp a lot of that stuff can be you know you can use the same methodology to build characters with diving into history like look at like world you, you, you know take templates of things that exist and you can modify them to like it, it, yeah yeah he, he had really valid points that it was like this is very that's exactly how i actually approach it and i learned a bit from him too they're like he's like yeah this is actually a really smart way the black books are amazing for that history is amazing for that like yeah 
And then, and I think just gameplay too. Like if you have a character that you've been using for totally. you know the last couple of years, and you know, you might not remember or if every you have an idea. Like you know, maybe you have an idea for a cool moment that you're just like, oh, it'd be cool to write some kind of fluff around this. And then one day you kind of think like, well, exactly, my dreadnought. Like I was like, oh, brothers, like a dreadnought that, that's brothers with someone else. Like that sounds awesome. Yeah. Like suddenly that gets your brain rolling, and like an hour later you've written like eight paragraphs from the fucking character that yeah because you can take like you know okay we had this awesome battle and this awesome moment happened and you can take that moment as your spark almost and then you can add to it you can like fill in the background and you know think about for sure where did this person come from how did you know what was the trials and tribulations that got them to their point of rank in in your army and yeah you know whether you're you can get crazy too if you wanted to like build a centurion who is like successful and eventually you can you know not not necessarily convert him but like you build up another character that looks like a progression into that yeah totally he's now a prantor like the the new book eight is going to have a character that's somewhere between a centurion and a prantor which is very the warmonger exactly you're going to have like a more options for that like yeah i think i think doing like the um having a a character that you've got a couple models for it would be really cool especially on the trader side of things like Oh, you, yeah. like because you get them you could do like hey you could have like your pristine you know praetor and then you can have him like you know five years later after he's gone off the deep end and just had a whole lot of <laughs> yeah. dick in his mouth then <laughs> <laughs> he's always got a gaping open jawline like yeah Aww. just like i swear this happened naturally <laughs> yeah, you can do some really cool stuff like that with uh, with the uh, with the cacophony models. Yeah, you can use totally, them as exactly. A for a really cool praetor to like have a praetor that it went you know like, went crazy yeah. and was part oh, of the oh, orchestra. And, was it Arius Verlinus or whatever yeah. the captain of the company? Yep, he's straight effed up. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. he's yeah. Marnius, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a twisted guy. But yeah, there's like, I think for the traders specifically, I guess you could do it with loyalists. Like I could have, I could have like an Iron Hand or Iron Hands character that's like pre-betrayal and then for sure. one like, so yeah, like his armor's like where he's just gone batshit. And he's now he's like using more like whatever. Phosphorus. He's, used, he's got a Terminator armor and a yeah. fucking giant uh, claw or whatever it's called, a Bastion <laughs> Yeah, that'd be cool. A server, yeah. 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 That, oh, I was cool just imagining like a character that, like, when you first built him, had like a, a matching set of armor. And then after it all, he's got like Mark Four shoulder pad. He's got like yeah. Mark Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah just totally. all over the place. Especially if you were doing like that, would be cool if you uh, if you had like Salamanders, Raven Guard, Iron Hands, like one of the Broken Legions. Yeah. That then you. You have that as an army, and then you also have a black shield yep. force, yeah. and you could like tie it in that this is actually the same guys after yeah. they've just yeah. you know gotten beat the said, piss out of her pocket, or like yeah, or have just gone batshit, or yeah. There's so many cool different options, and who I think militia also offer endless, totally endless mm-hmm. ideas of what you can do fluff yeah, for. Very much so. I feel like that is also an army that like. You almost you need to have some 
idea of where the army's coming from. Oh, yeah, from well, the reason why you're making the right? well, It's yeah. one of the things that kind of breaks my heart about Black Shields and the way a lot of people end up playing them because it's like they have these, uh, the, the ways that you can upgrade them to make them like, you know, like what, I can't even remember what they're called, but it's like, oh, the plus one weapon skill or input yeah, yeah. skill, but my, you know, minus to leaderships or like the plus one toughness, plus one strength, yeah. or this, or that. And the same with the militia. It's one of those things where it's like, I, part of the reason why I like the fluff too is because then you have to have a reason for justifying what you're taking. And like a lot of people to end up just defaulting to like the plus one toughness, plus one strength, or like the plus one armor save on the militia and shit yeah. like that. It's like kind of lame as hell. But, I really respect it when people go out of their way and like uh, I think it was I think it was Bill I was reading his fluff for something I can't remember what it was but it, 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 I think it was his Black Shields but yeah it was just like they're, they're this and this is why I, I also loved Tim had an idea a long time ago where it was like hey if you're going to play the plus one strength plus one toughness Black Shields why not play them as like Iron Hands Black Shields that have gone fucking completely crazy they're yeah. half robotic and they're all using like arcane like like rad based technology that's like yeah or or are they broken into the vaults and exactly. like yeah gotten yeah, all the ferris forbidden tech gone, that ferris is hiding anymore. and like, yeah like yeah. that stuff is all great like as long as you have like fluff justification for it i'm like i'm cool with it well that's it. when you like kind of ignore that side it's always a little bit like not my thing personally yeah but yeah well that's and that's that's one of the great things about the hobby right is that there's this is a, a whole other side that I think it maybe gets pushed to the side a little bit more than obviously painting or gaming. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I would say that that's probably comes third on the notch in terms of rating those things for the, for most people. But I think the, obviously that is a much bigger thing in, in the heresy community because it's, you know the it's narratively driven our whole game and i yeah. and i knew that eventually just talking about character fluff we were eventually going to get into just talking about narrative because to me you know it's you, hand in hand it's hand in hand you can't really can you really go into fluff behind your character if you don't have you know the narrative worked out to where is your army coming from to begin with and and through writing one or the other you're almost writing both at the same time right mm-hmm. by by figuring out just based on a character that might his fluff that might figure out where your army comes from or you figure out your army and like okay well then i can pull these things and figure out the fluff for my character so so mm-hmm. many different ways to skin a cat <laughs> meow Something that I've been thinking about quite a bit lately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I think I think people can uh, take something of this and hopefully, you know, draw yeah, some see ideas. People's characters. I want to see like, uh, yeah. I'm, I hope this actually inspires a few people to write some cool characters for their armies. Especially if you're working on an army right now and you're just starting it. Like, make a fucking character. Yeah. Well, it's really inspiring because it kind of gets you jacked to play them. Exactly. You're like, I want to paint this guy because I want to see him on the battlefield. Except for when your character gets his head cut off, and then the next game. He's going to be minus two leadership, and his whole thing is cyber thurgy. You know? oh. So, yeah. yeah, it's just the way that cookie crumbles, right? Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Well, we will be back and do a little FAQ rundown. Go,
And welcome back. I hope you guys became a little fluff bunnies after that. Fluffy. Hopping your way into cool ass characters. <laughs> Hippity hop. Hippity hop. Hip hip hop. You don't stop the rock with the bam to the boogity up chuck the boogity to the bam to the boogity beat. <laughs> I just, you just had to do that, didn't you? I, I did. Yeah. That <laughs> was an impulse. It was. I have no impulse control. <laughs> All right. So we are back to talk about the much rejoiced. I think I'm just going to start off with a little clap here. Thank you very much for an updated FAQ Forge World. We are happy. We have definitely, I think instantly this is like, this has gotten people jacked. Oh, yeah. Like definitely, I think, you know, I've obviously anything like this comes in, you're going to see salt. But I think overall... What I've seen online is pretty positive. Yeah, I think it's an indication to the future. Well, I'm going to say one big thing. A lot of the changes were a lot of obvious things that people were expecting to happen anyways, which is really good. True. Yes. So you're basically low-hanging fruit kind of thing. Kind of, a little bit, but 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 it's, it's good validation that the community knows what they're talking about and they're not pushing for an agenda of their army or competitiveness. It's an overall, like... This is what makes sense for the game I think in general. I play shit that's cool, and the thing is, is that the game is in a state right now where a lot of the cool shit is from older books and it needs to be updated. That's just yeah. the thing. Like I think most people would agree with that, right? Yeah, I think Forge uh, knows that. They just have, yeah, you know, they have a limitation of resources. Yeah, I think a good thing we could do to for this because, like I said earlier, we had already. A lot of other podcasts are going to have a much more comprehensive overview of this. Yeah. I think maybe if we took like three or four points we each really liked about the FAQ and talk about them a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, who wants – why don't you start, Teo? Or sure. Do you, or do uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, got, I got some points. So uh, the biggest points that I liked were just kind of like clerical errors that needed to be fixed. Okay. Like uh, anything so, specific? Yeah, just, just like wording mistakes. Okay. Uh, I think it was like the command squad, which adjusted. So it wasn't like an o- a big overarching power change. It was just a better wording. So it made more sense when like equipping your units and how they attach to characters and things like that. Right. Because it was a bit of a weird vagueness to it all. Um, uh, the thing that I really liked was uh, um, apothecaries. Apothecaries count as having the benefit of the unit they join now. Yeah. So they which don't I think count is, as additional victory points. Uh, and not to mention, if they, if your unit has any special abilities, the apothecary gets a two. Oh. So say if you have a squad with infiltrate, your apothecary has infiltrate now. Right. Say if your unit has, uh, that yeah. The case, but yes. What? That was already the case, but yes. Infiltrate no, it wasn't. It wasn't clarified. But infiltrate in the rule is literally says that if a model contains, if a unit contains a model with infiltrate, they can do this. Uh, no, because it says characters cannot, and independent characters do not gain the benefit. Oh, that's right. So, so oh. apothecaries were characters. Fair enough. So if you were infiltrated and had an apothecary, you couldn't infiltrate anymore. Gotcha. So yeah, just like just I think most people were playing it that, that way, sense, right? They were because it makes sense. Um, like for me, it really works out for my space wolves because I, I'm taking a big units of gray slayers, which have the warrior's metal rule, which is being able to run after charging. But as soon as you put a uh, character in there of an apothecary, you lost that ability. Right. Okay. 
So yeah, I can't put independent characters in there now, but I, but I can put an apothecary in there, so that squad's a little bit more survivable running across the table. Which is what your main objective is. Exactly, they got they got to keep up with the uh, with the uh, wolf lord, uh, Mister Valbrand Thorlack himself. <laughs> got to keep uh, running. Exactly, and so I, I think that was a really big change that they did that was really positive. Um, I, I really like that they had put in like the beta rules for some new units. Oh yes, for uh, well, what what? So like. Uh, well, not new units, but the units that need to be revised. So, like, destroyers. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, things like that, that just kind of made the game a little bit more... Not, like, unbalanced or balanced, just made it so that we can get to see some more cool stuff. There's not, like, an auto... see destroyers on... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was just like when they changed us uh, vets to lose snipers, so we got to see more troop choices in the game. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a really... Again, it's not about... It's not about breaking the game. It's about being more inclusive to their overall game. They never made. They didn't make any units useless, but they just made other units a little bit more useful. Yeah, uh, I think that was one of the points that I really liked. Obviously, that they even released beta rules for units, which I think is really cool. This is how I think that they should have been doing things all along. I'm very excited about. This. Yeah. This is exactly um, how they need to continue doing. Exactly. And so, yeah, just the general FAQ being a better clerical organization. I think that was my biggest thing for it all. Yeah, like people are like, I saw like Malkadors losing super heavy. Uh, people freaking out and selling their Malkadors immediately. I think that was a silly decision because ultimately. Why, why, like, why would people do that? Isn't it losing super heavies better? No, I, no, it's not better so, because oh, because they lose all the skill, the be, things that go I, along. I with would them. be fine with them losing super heavy, but they need to gain a rule that allows them to fire ordnance and their other weapons at the same time. I think Malcors yeah. were a little bit ridiculous in, when they're spammed. Those are those little skinny ones, no, right? Well, they're not. They're they're not little. They're like that long. They're huge. Yeah, but, but they're, they're pretty skinny, skinny, aren't they? Yeah, they are fairly skinny. Point, One of the Iron Hands players at the LVO had that last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 I know they're very yeah. So they're like they're like the Infernus is built on the mountain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think they'd be fine. They just but they need to stop like. They need to do something about the ordnance thing. It's fucking stupid that ordnance just like makes everything all snap fire. And yeah. you take a tank and you don't adjust its points, and then you literally are like, "Oh, now it can't shoot its weapons at all units. Now it can't shoot its weapon, its secondary weapons in general. Now it can't do this. Like it's just way well, too you can still shoot them. It just snap shoots. Yeah, that's but point. ultimately, like uh, my opinion is, is like I'm going to outfit uh, my next Malkador with all las cannons. Because it's still an AV-15 or AV-14 with a flare shield on the front, fast vehicle with six hull points. Mm -hmm. You could buck that up one side of the table and turn it to their army and be like, can you kill six hull points at AV-15? They're pretty easy to get in the side arc of. Yeah, yeah, but you put it on the side and buck it up like it's 18 inches plus a turbo boost. And then turn it. And then, yeah, so it's not going to be as good as it was because you could shoot a demolisher cannon and a battle cannon. Mm-hmm. But I think it's got its place, and I think it still be, could still be effective. And ultimately, yeah, can you kill AV-15, essentially, which is not an easy thing to do. And then with it, all will it out for LAS cannons, like a multi-melta, that's one twin-linked and three LAS cannons that it can always shoot even if it moves six inches or two of them. 
and everything else snap shooting at 12 inches. Mm-hmm. So that's nothing, that's not bad at all. That's actually more effective than a lot of the Sakaras. Yeah, I'd have to look at their points. I don't know. I, I don't I don't feel comfortable talking about them too much because I'm not a Solar Auxilia player, and I think a lot of Solar Auxilia players know their armies a lot better than, you know. Well, the Solar Auxilia one is different than the Marine Legion one. Oh, it's because you, Legion one, you can do the upgraded crew? That doesn't. So I don't understand that. So what the the solar ones? They uh they have a slightly different rules. Yeah. Yeah, but that's uh, weird. I don't know. I've I've seen solar Exil- that that seems like a real weird can of worms. It doesn't make sense to have the Legion Malkador not be a super heavy and then have the. No, they're all not super heavies now. Okay. They're just base rules. So the solar auxiliary ones are armor 13, and you can give it siege armor, yeah. which makes it armor 14 with a flare shield. Yeah. The Legion one starts at armor fourteen, and you can give it a flare shield. Yeah, gotcha. And, and but it does, uh, the Solar Auxiliary one loses fast, whereas the uh, Legion one doesn't lose fast. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I th- yeah. Like I said, I think I just think they should go back and just make a rule that allows them to fire their ordnance weapons and fire yeah. their other weapons. Like they, that would be the best of both worlds. I think they're supposed yeah. to be large, heavy giant vehicles like they are bigger than Sakarans. they're not as big as a spartan but they're like up there with like that sort of like tonnage i think yeah it makes sense they'd be able to fire a demolisher cannon and like you look at a Sakaran, or if you look at a, a a vindicator a vindicator is supposed to weigh something like 50 50 tons these things are supposed to weigh like 150 tons they are supposed right. to be super yeah. heavies so well, the, the funny thing about the malkador in general was it was built it's the predecessor to the Lehman Russ. Hmm. So it was built and manufactured like the Lehman Russ is now. The Lehman Russ is just a cheaper, more consistent pattern tank. That's the that's the big difference. Hmm. Um, it's got a bigger ass too. It's got a way <laughs> big ass. Yeah. So like I'm looking at the the Malkador siege tank right now, and it's got something called the subatomic reactor, which makes it. Uh, like super blow up, but it also has something called battle speed, which is when the Malkador assault tank moves flat out in the shooting phase, it may choose to fire its traverse mounted weapon at full blizzard skill. So it's also removed, they remove a subatomic reactor. Computer. Yeah, which is good. And it just made it blow up extra big. It won't be as big of a deal now because, like, before it was a super heavy, so it was actually a big blow up. Now it's just exactly, like, and now it's whatever. But it's the battle speed I think people are forgetting is that you can flat out and shoot your main gun. At full blizzard skill still. So if you take, yeah, if you could take, you could take like either yeah, the battle cannon or the last cannon or whatever, move 18 inches and still shoot it. Yeah, that's not bad. No, it's not bad. Cool. Anything else here? Uh, that was really it. Just the clerical, the super heavy change to the thing, the apothecaries. And just at the fact that they even brought one out in general. Yeah, that's, I think that's my number one thing and and just that it's you know when was the first when did the last one drop that was six months ago yeah it was i think it was when i was still in germany or maybe not i'm not sure no i think it was when you were back it wasn't that long ago yeah i thought it was pretty recent anyway yeah just that there we're getting it and with this with the information also that we gained from the weekender like it just the direction yeah seems awesome uh, well, didn't they say at the weekender that uh, the 
rule staff is not doing any more 40k. Yeah, that's the biggest. Yeah, thing yeah. Okay, so John, I've only got like a few things because I haven't done as big of a, a dive as you. So maybe I'll just sure. let you go, and then uh, I'll I'll come in. Yeah. So I'm, just save I'll, the one thing honest, that you I'm, know I'm that like, I I want to talk about. Don't talk about it. I'm gonna go <laughs> over the things that I. So uh, the one one thing they they change talents up for murder. They specifically state now that it's a maximum of a two plus to hit. That's that's good. Whatever. Like these are just cleanups. Uh, that's they, for your they, sons of horse. No, no for, uh, for night lords. Night lords got a huge buff in this. Okay. Did they? Yeah. Well, uh, Sevatar gained master of ambush as his warlord trait, which gave him infiltrate. Well, he so got now both. he can. He has both. He has, right? yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. that plus yeah, another one. Yeah, so now he can actually go with terror squads in the right of war that oh, is good. the most effective for him. That's good. Yeah, so uh, they also, uh, Angron, and it's kind of weird because they just like specified Angron's rules, which is very odd, but um, Angron now has a five plus feel no pain, which I think is good. I think he kind of needed some sort of... He, was it only a six had, plus before? Yeah, so now he has essentially an equivalent to uh, six wins, statistically. And the other thing is that um, he couldn't get a... He can't get a save from an apothecary anymore, so I think it was more needed with that change yeah. happening in general. Okay, gotcha. Which is good. Uh, Zardu Leia can no, no longer changes uh, or choose his rules, choose his, uh, his psychic, psychic powers, powers yeah. which I think is obviously always kind of good. I know Zardu Leia was really good, um, and I know that anytime you can Ashen choose them, said like he's all he's still gonna be really good. Like um, the Blade Slaves got Chosen Warriors. That's cool. That makes sense. Like which is Chosen Warriors? Chosen Warriors do? is a good rule. It allows them to accept it. And, and oh, except challenges. Well, they yeah. always should have had that. That's yeah, like that's literally totally what they're cool. built to do. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So, something headhunter kill teams got preferred enemy infantry, which is really good, and an implacable advance. I guess they didn't have before as oh. well. That's really good. They should have had preferred enemies to begin to begin with. So now and, they're actually and they're going, scoring now. Yeah. Sweet. So that's way better. Maybe I'll that's build one. Exactly how they should have been. Um. I'm just going to kind of go over the, the, like, basically graze over everything and think of my thoughts because there's not really that much to actually go over. So uh, the Domitars, they buffed them. Yeah, um, so oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty stoked on this because I think the Domitars needed a buff. It, it's a little weird because I look at this and I'm like, well, it kind of just fills their niche. It puts it, it, it puts them more into the niche that they're already in. I don't know if it's the fix that I would have given them, but it is potentially it gives them advantages over castle axe that they don't have. So basically the, um, the grab hammer version of the Thanatar has a rule where it can fire its grab hammer in the shooting phase as a flame flamer weapon with haywire while the Domitars now have two of those. (laughs) (laughs) If you are charging Domitars, they're now really fucking scared. Yeah. Well, charging. Bye bye, contemptors. Yeah, contemptors. Knights as well. Yeah, knights. So, Domitars already had defensive grenades, which is one of their bigger things. Now, like, charging them with something like a knight is essentially suicide. A unit of these guys is going to do anywhere between uh, three and. No, sorry. Six and 18 haywire hits when you charge them yeah. and they have defensive <laughs> grenades it's pretty 
fucking nuts. So I'm pretty happy about it. Anything that's, you know, going to buff Domitars, uh, a lot of people are kind of sleeping on it. They're, they're sort of like, oh, it's not going to be that great. But I would tell those people to remember these have concussive. Yes. That is a important point. Even with the flamer? Yes. It's still big and concussed. Oh, okay. Yes. So even against uh, non... Uh, vehicle models, you want to roll this out because if you cause a wound to something like a Primark, like say Vulcan's charge now, you oh know, yeah, totally. Fuck, like <laughs> you, you put a wound on him, suddenly he's attacking at initiative one. You get to actually hit him and kill him before he attacks you. So yeah, because you're hitting Gilbert, back. He's like, coming yeah. after you, Gilbert. I'm coming yeah. for you. Yes. So uh, yeah. Um, the other thing, so the next thing, I don't know. I I don't know Black Shields that well. Uh, Bill commented on this. I don't know. I. We'll see how this fleshes out, but uh, Black Shields uh, now treat, uh, sorry, all factions now treat Black Shields as distrusted allies. It makes yeah, uh, makes sense. it makes sense for sure, yeah. but I think it kind of broke Black Shield and uh, militia combos which existed before to uh, some extent. Uh, I think it mo- mostly affects scoring, is my understanding. Um, something happened to Garland Sirlock. Oh yeah, he lost the three plus feel no pain now. Yeah, thank yeah, he God. Good. Yes, that should happen. So that's good. Um, what else we got? Uh, so Sekhmet Terminators already had implacable advance, but they've actually specified what their weapons are now. So lightning claws are now free apparently. Every other Terminator has to pay, pay five points, so why not make Sigmeta get them for fucking free? <laughs> uh, power fists are now no salt five points, and then chain fists are ten points, whatever, like, Sigmeta. So this is a big one. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this. So they have nerfed Magnus. Um, oh, yeah. They nerfed him in a way that I'm not sure how I feel about it. I don't really think it's... I don't think it fixes him, if I'm honest. Um, basically Magnus is now 495 points standard Magnus, but completely take away all of his, uh, shooting attacks that he used to have. That rule has been essentially completely removed. Now you can pay 175 points for that rule, but it's only, it's limited to strength 10. So I have two thoughts for this. Um, the first one is very few people are going to pay 175 points to make Magnus be able to shoot strength 10. Um, I think if you were going to let him shoot, shoot, shoot. At that gonna, points value? At that points value, it probably should, should just be, be D. Deep. Yeah. So that's the one thing. Uh, the other thing is that Magnus is now in this position where all people are going to take is Biomancy. And because you can roll on Biomancy five times, he's still going to fucking statistically kick the shit out of every other primary <laughs> game. Yeah. Or 95 points. So this, this really neat like. So there's two things here. The first thing is that uh, the book that's coming out does have uh, relics that are supposed to combat psychers. So I'm I'm speaking without knowing what those are going to be. Right. I assume we're going to get a psychic hood equivalent. I'm assuming that there's going to be things that restrict psychic powers to some degree. I really, really hope that they have some smart ones that actually help with this. But, uh, yeah, the, my thought on this is that they need to take Magnus. Like Magnus could pretty much remain the same as he is right now, and the one the one thing that they should do though to fix him is basically make him split his powers between at least two powers. 
Because uh, right yeah, now the, you can min-max so hard rolling yeah, into Biomancy yeah. that it's just like, well, why would I take anything else? Like, I don't know Telepathy that well, and I know Telepathy has some really good ones, but, like, if you roll all on Biomancy, you're going to be pretty much unkillable. Yeah. So, well, yeah, he's now he's, like, Strength 9, Toughness 9, nine 8 base attack. It's like, just... It's just silly, right? Like, so I have faith in the rule uh whatever the guy's name is and uh Ange or whatever the new Anuj. Anuj, yeah like i <laughs> i'm pretty uh i'm not like the most uh pessimistic i think about the rules writers generally i'm pretty like but i, I do have a pretty like analytical eye for the rules like if i think that they're they're sloppily written i'm pretty forthcoming with it I, he, he doesn't seem like he's writing sloppy rules he seems like his rules are actually well uh, you should send them an email of your thoughts. I have. I have oh. sent him to very <laughs> Oh, no, um, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I think that's good. Uh, obviously, the changes to the apothecaries are good. These are things that needed to happen. Um, yeah. I've had games myself where uh, I didn't, you know, me and Matt had, like, sort of a thing where it was like, well, do apothecaries count as a kill point? I said, I don't think so unless you kill all three. He was like, well, I think they should. We didn't really know. It was kind of like a thing. So... Because it, it never specified because they are bought separately, but they are part of a unit. So it's like I said, it was just so too vague. To yeah, totally. And now it's and now it's clarified, and that's that's great. Like that's really yeah. So that's good. Um, there are a lot of other clarifications that need to happen. Like seriously, please give Horus Relentless. I'm so fucking sick of them putting out these FAQs, and we still are like ignoring the fact that Horus has like orbital bombardment but we're not acknowledging that he can't actually technically move and use it most people allow it because they're not dickheads but like <laughs> it's like come on like how is this a thing that slipped through the cracks so many times oh because so his armor doesn't count as terminator exactly, armor does it exactly god so it's like, that's it's so like, dumb it's, it's awesome that they're like fixing these things but it's like I really wish that and, and, and I'm sure it will happen and I'm sure it's just gonna every every update they'll, they'll address another one you know like so it just won't be his. It's, it's just, it's <laughs> uh, so the next one, and I, I'm really happy about this, um, is the the Porphyrion. So the Porphyrion is is exactly the same as it used to be, except it used to be 495 points base, which was broken as fuck and stupid. It is now 560 points base. That is pretty much exactly where I would have put it. Um, mm-hmm. My thought was to put it between five five sixty and five eighty sort of thing. So. I'm really happy about that. Uh, I don't want to feel bad for bringing my Porphyrion to games. The biggest thing this you never does, have. Um, <laughs> well, because I at least the memes on the internet. That's true. <laughs> uh, I I would never bring a Porphyrion to a two thousand point game, but no, the fact that people could before was busted. Stupid. Like so, that's really good. They. I'm glad they didn't just nerf it into making a shit. They just. They just made it the points increase. It's a pretty meaningful points increase. It's 65 points. That's not a small number of points, no. so it's good. I think that kind of makes it where it should be next to the uh, next to the Warhound and, and, and those sort of similarly. Well, yeah, uh, it should be. What's the base of a Warhound? 750. 750, yeah. and it's, and sorry, it's 560 now? The 560. Yeah, so, so it's yeah. about five. 80 with the last cannons, which is how I usually run mine. So just under 600 and yeah. it's still really powerful. But the thing that people got to 
when people get their pitchforks after the Porphyrions, like, you gotta understand, this thing has eight hull points. It's not unkillable. It's really it's not. It's really not. It's, like, people get this idea that these things are, like, tougher than Warhounds and all that, and they are in a way, but they're also not in another way. You the only way they are is because they have the four plus invulnerable save. But exactly, you get into the side arc though, and they're armor thirteen, and they're pretty easy to take down. Like they're just they're as tough as a knight. Yeah, you just class. have to know how to how to exactly. deal with them. Yeah, and they're and they're garbo in combat. <laughs> yes, very. Which is how yeah. it should be. Um, yeah. So the next thing, uh, there's a couple other small things here. I don't fully understand them, so I'm just gonna. Dig- kind of grace grace past them because i need to read them more closely but uh th- this is really good finally can unique uh named uh, characters that are also dreadnoughts be put into draw pods thank you yes they can the only one that can't is the uh, demon dreadnought which is fine because i don't know how you get a demon dreadnought to stay in a pod anyways that can uh, that literally floats through walls yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think we can put that. We can put that one under the low hanging fruit category, though, as well. Yeah, but it's good though. It's, no, it's it, for sure, for sure. So it, you know, it's been a while of that not being a thing. So here's where it could start getting crazy. So monsters, we all know and hate Whoa. them. Some of us love them. Most of us hate them. Quad launchers have been drastically oh, changed. Yeah. I am so happy about this. I am so happy about this. The, I have never played a quad launcher in my life. This makes me way more inclined to get them. I hate breaking, bringing units that are just like, this is the default. Like, it's just always going to be effect. It's so fucking boring. It's so fucking lame. Yeah, and it's so it was so tight. Like literally, so I don't time care. Consuming. That it was, was just so brutally time consuming. Yeah. Like, yeah. yo, let's go to let's flip twelve templates and make sure that it's like everything's underneath them and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And like some players are pretty liberal about it, but if you've got that one player who makes it exact, that one unit shooting took twenty minutes. Well, and this is great too because it's like I'm looking at them right now, and it's like, well, frag shells are all people took. For people, not not all people took. People either took frag shells. Shatter. And shatter, yeah. and then sometimes they take phosphex, but phosphex are kind of power gamey. So some people didn't take them, but they were like phosphex were like super broken. We all know how broken phosphex yeah. are. Like then they're making them AP three, and only strength four is big. They were already AP three. That's the no, no when they, they, they first gave no, they were yeah. AP three. That's the one in the um the. The Leviathan was AP two. Was the only no, no. Well, if you read the black books with quad launchers on it. They were AP two. Yeah, I don't know. that pop. might be back in the day, but in the red book, yeah. they are AP three. Okay. Yeah, they are now. Yeah, because I fought them and like I thought they were AP two, and then my terminators were like, I don't care. And I was like, Oh, yeah. they're only AP three, and he's like, Yeah. Like, I was oh, like, oh, fifth, oh yeah. that's the one that's. Oh, I was like, Oh, okay, that's the dreadnought one's AP two, I guess. Yeah. So and I, the thing that people really overlooked that when they lowered the strength down to strength four, because if your weapon is higher strength. Then the toughness of the thing you're and your poison, you reroll failed poison hits. Mm. So making it that's in the base seven edition rulebook. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I, I never just don't remember what their stats were. Yeah, no, it's they, they were strength, strength five. Okay, fair. Yeah. yeah so it was, it was just like, case. sorry, unit, you're dead because I'm. Yeah, I'm just gonna, yeah, exactly. Well, the other thing that they did here is uh, they buffed the splinter shells, which is really cool, actually. So splinter shells are now like frag shells. I don't think are going to be the default anymore that people take. I think a lot of people could take splinter shells. So 
They are. Oh no, actually, they're only strength two. Never mind. Strength Sorry, two, I was thinking yeah. they were strength four. But even still, like actually, they're pretty cool because they're rending. So yeah, that's just kind of a neat little thing, you know. Like I don't know how many points there are or whatever, but yeah. So they did that. That's great. Uh, the Moratats have gotten a slight buff. So yay! Um, no more overheating on totally. ones and twos. I built my Moratat because of this. So I was I was pretty stoked. So yeah, not overheating on ones and twos now, and. Um, it's really nice because now the the Volkite version, which I think any everyone would sort of like agree is not that great. Like it's cool, but like it's not gonna do that much damage to the table. At least now I get to roll the guarantee of six times with that thing, which is nice. Um, as opposed to just like it rolls until it misses and then it then it just shoots twice or whatever, and you're like, Great, I got two Volkite shots out of this guy, awesome. So yeah, that's good. Uh, the I'm next thing, which is smart, uh, is the herald getting getting fearless and implacable advance. This makes a lot of sense. Uh, this uh, this to me mirrors uh, Malgahurst's rules very closely. This is exactly what Malgahurst does. So I'm glad that they did this because it, it's it's just making it more cohesive. It's exactly what they're supposed to do. So this next one is definitely one of my highlights for sure. Um, and that's the change. It, oh, I guess there's one more thing with yeah. the, the Herald of being able to now take Terminar, Terminator armor, which I Whoa. think totally Whoa, makes sense. Whoa, I didn't even notice that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I'm into that, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, because you could go out, give a Herald. It couldn't have an art, couldn't have Artificer armor before. So before, before you go too crazy with this, yeah. AJ, I remember the, like, Pravian rules. Pretty yeah, hard. no, that's fine. You can go into okay. it. I'm just, I'm so just this is really cool. So they they changed the Pravians. Now the Pravians will function largely similarly to the way that they did before. Um, essentially, they have three special rules that they can take as a base, which is they can either take Furious Charge, Tank Hunters, or Scout. Um, Scout is the big one here. Um, they still do that. But what they've done is instead of having this sort of vaguely written, like, oh, like, some of them have Legion-specific rules, some of them don't, like, they have basically given them all Legion-specific rules that are somewhat equivalent. The the Thousand Suns one irks me a bit. The rest of them, I think, are pretty pretty decent. So Why does the Thousand Suns one irk you? Plus one plus invulnerable. One invulnerable. It's just, oh, like, it's just that's another, gross. It's just another bonus that Thousand Suns didn't Don't need. Did the, yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just also especially when they're like, going to give it to their special ones as well. It just says battle automata, so now they can put one, put a Pravian yeah, in with their special it's a ones. Bit, and, it's a bit bad. It's yeah. like one of those like okay, but yeah. So <laughs> yeah, grumble. So now, so dark, uh, dark angels ones will get monster hunter, emperor's children's ones game crusader, uh, or for plus one plus five points they can take sonic shriekers. That's eh, you know that's not great, but. It, it just makes them hit on, but hit the, uh, makes them not get hit as easy. Yeah, totally. Which, yeah, I don't know if it's worth it, but yeah, I, I think most people are probably going to take the default rules over that. But you know, it's 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 okay. It might be actually okay on Vorax because Vorax are weapon skill four, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. That's the thing. Uh, White scars get swift action. I don't remember what that is. Yeah, uh, that one. If you move. You gain plus one to your cover save, and you reroll ones to wound in combat. Okay, cool. Sweet. So there you go. That's, that's actually pretty good for them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Iron Warriors gain Wrecker. That's just thematically cool. Uh, Space Wolves gain Counterattack. That's pretty nasty. 
Uh, Imperial Fisket Tank Hunter and plus one Bliss Skull when firing any bolt guns. That's pretty sweet. Uh, Night Lords get talent. Uh, talent That's so it's, gross. It's the same as they used to have, though. It, it, that actually is the yeah, exact same. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Blood Angels get uh, uh, Incarnate Fury. Fury. I do not remember what that is. Um, uh, that's the uh, plus one to wound thing. That's pretty meh. <laughs> yeah. That's like, okay. But whatever, you know, like some of these are going to be hit or miss. Like that's not terrible necessarily. Again, it's just something you can put on Vorax and you have Vorax that are potentially winning on twos, which is good. Um, Iron Hands, this is good. Like, oh, this, was a good yeah. this was a needed change. This the was, old one was way too powerful. Exactly. So now they have Blessed Auto Simulcras. Uh, that's not really bad. I mean, if you have three of them, you're going to be getting wounds back, even if it's only on a six. Like, it, yeah. will, it will happen. So yeah. that's okay. Um, Definitely a nerf on that one, but it's a sure. justifiable nerf. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. Uh, yeah. World Eaters gain Rage. Uh, don't put that on Castle Axe. Um, Ultramarines uh, can make snapshots. Oh, man, at with Rage. That, yeah, that's really Ooh. Cool. Yeah. Now. Yeah, the uh, Blues of Skill 2 Overwatch is really gross. I really like the Death Guard one. Feel No Pain 6 Plus. It's just very thematic. It's cool as hell. Uh, they can also upgrade their chem- their their Ooh. flamers to have chemi munitions. I know, cost, which is oh, awesome. Oh, that's dope. Uh, we've already gone over the stupid Thousand Suns one. <laughs> uh, Sons of Horus, they, they get the Merciless Fighters, which is exactly the same as it used to be. But here's the big thing, and this is actually pretty meaningful. For an additional five points, they can take Bane Strike ammunition. This used to be Oh. model so before it was like something i would never take because it was stupidly expensive now now it's something on molar bull cannons that i would totally take five points for potentially ap3 rending is is totally worth it molar bull cannons are already ap3 yeah they're already ap3 they so but the the the, the, the the yeah the combi bolters yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. having like potentially oh yeah so that's much so much yeah like, and alpha uh, legion get the same get thing the same, yeah so and get preferred enemy word bearers <laughs> getting hatred everything that's really good that is really good. Salamanders get the Prometheum Gift one, uh, and for an additional five points, all Omnic can be upgraded single weapon to Master Crafted. That's really good. Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, so now, yeah. Raven Guards gain Furious Charge in the Fleet Special Rolls. I like this, but this is one of those ones where I kind of wish that they specified this doesn't include Castle Axe, because that's just dumb on Castle Axe to me. <laughs> like I would love to see Vorax in a Raven Guard army, but the idea of really fast Castle Axe just doesn't make sense. Does, yeah, they're like so like da, 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 like. I'm just thinking about the Alpha Legion here and running Vorax with Preferred Enemy would be pretty sweet. Preferred like, Enemy Bio Corrosive Rounds. Yeah, fucking rights, man. Really good because you wouldn't take the Bane Strike on them because they don't have bolters. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, that's very, but, very good. But and either I option. Have Vorax already. I do. Good go, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the yeah. That's for either Alpha Legion or Iron Hands. I you know, I don't need to paint other ones because I can just say okay, yeah, yeah, You know, totally. Iron Hands they're, are buddy buddy with. Units, yeah. They're just paired with the, them and Alpha the Legion. Red Mechanicum, so they like yeah. kind of pair with anything. Yeah. So uh, the next one, I, everyone's heard about this. Uh, it's Legion Destroyers going down to 115 points. Uh, That's I believe huge. it is huge. So I think before they were 150, if I remember correctly. Uh, I can find out right now for us. Yeah, yeah, do that. And then also check out how many points they were for additional, because I think they were 20. Uh, this squad's have 20 gone points down. per person? Yeah. Jeez. And so, not including a jump pack. I'm feeling pretty weird about the Destroyers. I'm really happy that they buffed them, but this is one of those things where I'm looking at them and I'm like, okay, 
How much did we buff them? Well, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the fair listeners and everyone here the I'm gonna go through exactly how much they buff these guys. So, <laughs> not only did they go down in points, um, they also gained uh, hardened armor, which is yeah. not the biggest thing in the world, but, but it's it's pretty it's, a plus. it's pretty good. Like against blast weapons, mm-hmm. rerolls basically make blast weapons shit. It's it's mm-hmm. it definitely like makes a meaningful difference. Uh, they have counter charge. They already had a counter attack. They already had that. But here's the big thing: these guys are now veterans. So not yeah. only did they go from 150 points to 115, essentially they're going down. I think 100 points to 125 points for a full jacked up squad. They also have more attacks. So yeah. Yeah. it's awesome. Uh, but so so these guys, if you compare them to veterans, veterans at a base cost are 100 points, and they're 12 points per model beyond that. Um, so they're actually not, I don't think they're ridiculous. I actually think they're pointed pretty correctly thinking about that. Uh, the, the other thing is that they've, uh, the jump packs are now only, I think five points each. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. They used to be 75 points for the, for the whole squad. Yeah. Even if you just took five. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy. So yeah, this not is, this is a, this is a good, the good a step in the right direction. Um, I'm excited because I really wanted to roll destroyers with my reavers. I'm not excited because I was hoping that reavers would get a buff in this update. But <laughs> my my hope is that this is an indication of where they will sort of head with reavers. Right. I think these guys needed more attacks. I think they're now an actual assault unit, which is good. And uh, yeah. they'll be really fun to run alongside reavers. Uh, the yeah. next one is palantine blades. So. Uh. Palantine Blades are pretty good now. Um, they are, if I remember correctly, they are the same points for additional. Like, maybe it's not the additional. I was looking at them the other night. I don't actually know them that well. They haven't gone down in points hugely. It's mainly their upgrades that have gotten cheaper. Um, and I don't know if they had counterattack before, but they may have. They always had counterattack and, and chosen they can all take. And they can all take... Um... Artificer, Artificer armor, armor now. Which is, so I've done the points on this. I don't think anyone's going to do that. They start becoming so expensive that when you compare them to something like Suzerans, you're like you're getting into like a level that's like you you're know, paying like way more for them lot for something. Of points for ten guys, yeah. like yeah. Um, but you know, but you do it as like a small little bro team. Power swords <laughs> are only two points. That's huge. Yeah. It used to be five. Uh, I like I said, I do not remember what they originally costed off the top of my head. I know that they've gone down a bit, but I know that that's the smallest. Change. They used to be, yeah, they were pretty expensive. They were kind of garbage, yeah, before because so you, you literally could take veterans, uh, weapon master veterans for like a hundred and some points cheaper, and they were same damage output on the charge. Totally, that's the thing. It's like veterans are really good. Um, comparison to make like if you actually want to like look at units and compare them and be like okay what's the effectiveness of this unit how does it stack up veterans are the easiest most default like this is a good frame of reference for what points should be um and that's again that's why i think reavers are so bad by comparison it's just like you compare them points wise and the fact that you can give veterans weapon skill five right and veterans are just better yeah but these units i also think reavers and veterans are in a different classification Mm. like because like i think reavers are on the same classification as a gray slayer 
Chandler? No, they're, they're kind of not, though. Reavers are, Reavers are supposed to be actual veteran, like, veteran unit, units. Um, they are, they, they do have the extra attacks and stuff. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they are actually just supposed to basically be Sons of Horus veterans, like, that, that specialize in, uh, Reaver stuff. But, so next we have the, this is the biggest change in the entire fucking FAQ. So, Phalanx Warders. Uh, yeah. These are cool. I'm going to go out uh, right now and I'm going to say I think they went too far with these guys. They are insane. So, <laughs> yeah. They now have counterattack. They did not have counterattack before. Um, they have this, this standard, like, one in five models can take a breaching charge which is really good uh the sergeant i believe no the sergeant can't take a breaching charge so you can get three breaching charges in the, in, the, in the squad um they were already pretty decent when you factored in the the breaching charges specifically that's the one thing that made them kind of okay i think before because like people who don't for, so for people who don't know breaching charges is something you throw at initiative and if you roll the hit um you place it and it's strength eight AP two. So if you're fighting terminators, like I was really scared of these because these things fuck up just there. And they're like strength eight AP two, they're instant killing them. You're probably gonna kill like two with each one. It's pretty intense. Uh they I remember looking at them, I believe they were like two hundred and like I sh- I really wish I I should have brought my red book. But unfortunately Where I didn't. does it say that they can take uh breaching charges? Uh, one in every five models in the unit, the Phalanx Warder may replace their bolt gun with one of the following weapons. And then, uh, uh, breaching charge? Yeah, 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 one breaching yeah. charge, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, they basically, so you get these a, guys you get have four dropped. then, because they can do a total of 20 in Right, four, yeah. So it'd be five with the sergeant. Yeah. Wait, yeah. So these guys, I want to, uh, I don't remember the Phalanx Warders specifically. I think they were 250 base, if I remember correctly, and I think they might have been 15 points per model. I think that yeah. might have been it. Maybe it was 12 points per model and 250 base. But I just want to give people an idea of how crazy these are. Uh, currently, um, a squad of Breachers is 200 points and 15 points for additional models. So... These guys are getting counterattack. Uh, you're getting the ability to have multiple breaching charges. And shield, they're they, shield wall. Shield special. wall. So they're going to be weapon skill five when they're base to base contact. Which with counterattack. With counterattack. Counter and they deny your charging bonuses. Yes. Yeah. It's very powerful. Uh, the, and this is the other massive thing. These guys can take a power weapon for five points. Uh, specifically, only power axes. power axes. Yes, that's crazy. So, I'm happy these guys got buffed. I think they got buffed a little too much. I'm starting. I think they're a little bit. They're getting into Suzerain territory. Uh, I, they're not quite as bad, but they're definitely a unit that I feel like I would like to see their points altered slightly. I like their rules, but I think their points need to go up a little bit again. I think uh, they seem a little biased, and especially when you compare them to the next unit, which is. I think totally very good, but like when you compare them to immortals, 
Uh, immortals seem more tame for the points that you're paying, and immortals are more points. So, do you want to do you want to talk about these big sexy well, immortals? Well, we can. I think we can both kind of talk about them because I think you like you can talk a little bit more in detail. I'm stoked. I've had these guys for, you know, I've had ten of them built. I've got, bought twenty of them like probably years They're ago. The at this point, models. They really They're are beautiful like, models. They're maybe like I think some of the nicest models in the entire Heresy range. Uh, but they were just shit ton of points. Like they're they're made to be like this cool breach breaching squad with Volkite chargers. But you know, you put them on the table, you add the points up, and it was just insane. So they've got a huge price drop, including a price drop to the upgrade of Volkite chargers, and so they're only doing it at two points each. Which is huge. That's a huge, That's huge. It's it's great because it basically makes the motto tank. Yeah, it's a definitely. Yeah, like, it really is. You're you're gonna shoot them. You're gonna charge. Like, there's you know you can take the charge with them, but you don't really need to. There's not a lot of advantage to taking to receiving the charge with them. They don't have counterattack. Uh, but yeah, they're and, a totally decent unit now, and I like it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm stoked it, to the point that it's just like okay, this might be the catalyst that makes me start painting Iron Hands again. And yeah. And working on them. They can also now go in a Spartan. Um, How could they not yeah. before? I don't no. believe they could. They could like, literally only take Land Raiders. Yeah, I think it was only Land Raiders. Oh, no, yeah, they could. They could, they could if, take if it? They, if they modeled 20 models or less. Yeah, they could. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, you know, these have been stick just those models that they're have been amazing. in my box. And they're thematically and, very cool. And, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, like... I don't. I get. I get excited about units getting buffed, even if I don't play them, because I think it, it makes the game more fun. It gets more things to fight. Like I've fought breachers, um, and I've always been bummed when I see like immortals being used as breachers because immortals. Well, are that's what I was doing, right? I'm gonna have to pop off all the bolters and exactly. switch them to volkites. So, but uh, the big, t- t- the other thing that they switched is. The Gundam down roll to actually make it. Yeah, make so sense. now they just can't sweeping advance, and uh, they, they can shoot at full ballistic skill. skill. It's it's fine. It is what it is. It's like a if you have one guy left, you're gonna probably kill him now, as opposed to like he'll get away most yeah. likely. You know, it's it's fine. It's cool. It's thematically cool. I don't know how powerful it is, but so immortals are really interesting. So to give to give people an idea of how much they've changed, these are one of the biggest changes in the books as well. Um, their base cost is now 205 points. Their base cost before was 250 points. Um, for additional models, they are the same cost as they were before, but for Volkite Chargers, as AJ already said, they're two points. They used to be five. Um, when you're talking about 20 fucking guys, what is that? That's like... 100 points. 100 points. Like, yeah, they... So I've seen people break down the math on these guys. They have gone down over 100 points for a full 20-man squad. Um, yeah, I think they're totally going to be viable as hell now. These these guys will be devastating in Zone Mortalis. Um, you're talking breachers that are essentially toughness 5 to shooting and have a 5-plus feel no pain. Yeah. These guys you, you do not want to fuck, fuck around with. So I'm really happy about that. Um, do they have any other special rules? Do they have like stubborn? Do they have stubborn? Mm, no, they don't. No, which I'm I thought they did. Surprised about, but they do have that right of war, which I think makes them stubborn and gives them hatred traitors. Yeah, I'd have to yeah. relook at That's it. It was kind cool. of it. That was the additional 
right award that Iron Hands got, but because yeah. they were so expensive, like yeah. it was like I'm not, you know. Something no would be really cool this. too is you could theme your uh, you could theme yours around Autech more. Yeah. Because like I think uh, I think uh, the what is it the Red Talon or the Red Talon is his ship or whatever. Yeah. Like, but his uh, what's his. Um, a clan called again? Uh, Raukin? Yeah. Don't they have, like, red in mm. in their, like... Maybe later on they do, but... But, yeah, you can look into their Herald or is all I mean, and, like, maybe incorporate it onto them, because that would be cool as shit. Well, like, like, as you guys know, like, I have shit tons of infantry, right? So yeah. I think that's kind of where I would more lean towards, and maybe just doing turn, 20... Man. 20 of the dudes in a Spartan would be fun. Yeah, it was, I think so. The, the, the thing that's kind of weird about them, and I'm like, I it kind of bums me out, they can't take melt-a-bombs, which is very odd. Uh, usually when you run these things in Spartans, you, you give them melt-a-bombs because what they do is they bomb, they melt-a-bomb another Spartan and then yeah. they take the charge because they don't really care that much. I'm not saying it doesn't make them viable or something. They still can totally run a Spartan. It just means that they're not as like... As you could, I, I could also uh, run them in two of the Proteuses that I have as well, right? Totally. So, the, but the other thing is that if you run them with Autech more, they are going to be pretty awesome in a 20 man squad where they well, have preferred enemy for, yeah. and their Valkyries. Well, so yeah. well uh, I, I was just reading the Bitter Iron Iron Hands one, it gives them all hatred traitors, yeah, yeah, that's pretty solid, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I want to read that. I haven't. I don't actually remember it. I, I want to read. Yeah, the uh, it's right in front of me. It's a uh, company of mortals detachment may take a Medusa mortals as troop choices. Yeah, immortal hatred. All units in the primary detachment Legion Iron Hands gain hatred traitors, and Medusa immortals are stubborn in the enemy's deployment zone. Ah, all right. Awesome. So one of the limitations have to be loyalist. May not be part of a shattered legion. Yeah. May not take an allied detachment and may not take. Ferris Menace. Easy. So nothing. That's yeah, awesome. That's yeah, so I think, I, think, I think it goes without saying that AJ is going to have to get some more morals now. Well, yeah. I mean, like, as, line, as, much, as, as much as I'm stoked to get back in, and this is, like, the catalyst that will get me painting again, I need to finish. No, 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 for sure. I mean, started. down the line. I'm just saying, yeah. like, I think this will be the thing that maybe I'm hoping gets you back into your iron hands and, like, excited about them again. Yeah, oh, I'm definitely excited the about them, for sure. Awesome now. Um, I'm... Yeah. I was going to say, I was really excited because I I, we're going to finally get to see the Imperial Fist right or the Hammerfall Strike Force. Which one's that? Is that all? Phalanx orders your troops, yeah. and they can all deep strike in. Oh, crazy. And when they deep strike, uh, they gain shrouded, and enemy, enemy every enemy within 12 inches must take a blind check. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Just the light, the light column of like uh, the, the teleportation kind of thing like yeah. Thor's Brightfrost yeah. coming down yeah. but so you can have units of phalanx warders dropping down and throwing breaching shells oh yeah that's Oops. gross yeah I like that <laughs> cool. um, yeah. I'm, yeah I'm really happy to see these units buffed I mean it, it you know part of it's self-serving because it's like while it just gets me excited about my units getting buffed in the future and it gives me like an illusion to like what they might do with them. But the other part of it is just, it's, it's, I want to see these units play and it's more thematic. So that's awesome. Uh, the very, very last thing, uh, is the, um, the Ashen Circle got buffed. So I think, I don't know how I wasn't expecting this. They've needed it for a while. Obviously I don't think, 
I don't, I don't know how many people were expecting this. Like, they're, they they don't seem to get talked about a lot of the Ashen Circle. Because they were just so terrible before. Yeah, man. Like, they were just, like, it was kind of a bummer because they were, like, very cool. Like, you know, they're, like, these big heavy armored, like, draw jump infantry that all have flamers. And, like, in the books, they're really badass. But, like, rules-wise, they're just shit. But now, so it... it I'll just skip to it. It's pretty. It's pretty simple. Uh, they went from 175 points base to 145 points base. Um, they are now only 15 points for additional models, as where they were 20 before. And the biggest thing is the rake axe. Or the axe rake is only, or sorry, is AP three now. Yeah, which is intense. So. It- they're now it's also plus one strength still so that's pretty crazy so the, add initiative <laughs> add initiative yeah so the, this is one of those things where i'm actually curious where i'm like is this going to be what they do with reavers is are they gonna are they gonna just make their chain axes their own versions of chain axes that they come with or like it, it gets me excited because i can just see like them sort of inventing different ways of making a unit sort of unique and cool these guys are also weapon skill five which is yeah, they they before they were only weapons go four. No, they were five still. I'm looking really? At them, yeah, I'm looking at them now. They're hmm. like they're the same. The only difference is the rake axe. It seems like and the uh, the points. The points, and I think did they get something where they could have characters join them now? I think. Oh were, yeah, you could only take. I think it was like a Moritat to, to them before. Yes, I think that they can have or, like something else join them now. A uh, siege breaker, I think. Something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm not going to go to, you know, whatever. They, they got, they, they have some character that can join them. Point is, they got better. The AP3 is the big thing. Let's get real. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. So, I'm pretty jacked on the FAQ overall. Uh, I think, like I said, I don't necessarily think, I think the big sweeping change to the freaking uh, tank was a little, little much. But that's kind of one of the only, like, real negatives I see. Uh, the augury scanner change, which was was welcome i was kind of hoping that all they were they would just remove the whole uh interception blanket interceptor and keep the range unlimited um and just have it against deep striking units only reason for that is because i really 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 hate secutari and i thought that was the only viable counter to them Mm -hmm. um but i'm happy with that uh and yeah it's really nice to see these units being rebalanced um, Forge World has been pretty open with the th- with their, th- their plans for after Book Nine. They're basically planning to revamp the Red Books. Yeah, I think that's what everyone probably wants. That's I know it's what I want. Like, I yeah, would totally be stoked if they go back. Like the last time they did the Red Books, it was cool, but they really didn't go thoroughly enough. I would really like them to go over the Red Books again with a microscope and actually Which tweak I, everything that needs to be. From changed. what we've heard, that's what they've done, and the the designers are walking around with like, you know, all these notes and stickies in their books of yeah, what they want to change. So, so, I'm so I, I think well, it's it for me. It's just like awesome. We're starting to see like we're getting attention again, which I think, you know, yeah. Oh, just the last couple of weeks with the weekender and then this, it's like yeah. awesome. This is great. Yeah. 30k is back on track a little bit and For the sure. future it's, looks it bright. It's like the future is very, very bright. And so, something that I, I don't have, I actually meant to, I'll get AJ to add it to the show notes. I'll send it to him. Oh, actually, no, I do have it saved. So, 
something I would really urge people to do. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like, don't be flying off the block if there's something you don't like and being a big back baby back bitch about it and like sending like like angry like you need to change this back like and i don't expect any of our fans to do that constructive criticism be constructive also maybe wait to be constructive with your feedback you know like uh like like honestly if you're if you if you feel like you're like oh i don't know how this thing is actually going to play out like maybe maybe try it out before you you know email them about it but uh, they do have an email now, which is great. HeresyFAQ at GWPLC.com. I think we'll probably put that in the show notes. I'll yeah, we can put AJ. that in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, email them your thoughts. Like, uh, I've emailed them. I emailed them ju- just before the FAQ came out when that when that uh, update or when that uh, email address was sort of released. And then I emailed them again after the update with just my thoughts on, like, what about the units and about things I would like to see changed that haven't been touched. Um, yeah. So I would definitely recommend that. I think that they like the feedback. They've talked a million times about how they haven't adjusted things in the past because they don't have enough player feedback. So, Hmm. and I think these beta testing rules, this is the whole point of them is to have people play them and tell and, and, and tell them how they are so that they can adjust them in the full rules. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's all good news, right? Yes. It just means Very. it means that we're they're engaged and they're in this just getting us engaged. I know it's like injected definitely some juice into the three of us in and, and definitely into uh, our local community. So yeah, bring it on. I'm excited to try it on Friday. Try out the new domitars and stuff, new augury scanners, which are the same as old augury scanners, pretty much. Yeah, that's right. That's. Uh, Friday at uh, EG, you've got yeah. the Horus Heresy little get together. Yes. I'm gonna go and and move into my new house instead. Uh, I'm kind of bummed. I know everyone was giving me shit when I was just like, "Yeah, I can't go." They're like, "What? Like, what do you have better to do?" It's like, "Well, I'm gonna go with my wife and take possession of our house." Like, pussy. No. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go and claim the otter den. Is what I'm gonna do. All right, boys. Well, it's all good news, and I think we'll close this out and come back and land this pig. Word. And I hope you've enjoyed everything we've talked about today. It's been a was, again it's so a, calm, Taylor. Yeah. There's no well, soothing. It's like. We just rubbed some ointment on you with that some <laughs> FAQ ointment. Exactly, I'm feeling, feeling calm. Feeling it's loose. a and that was a full power uh, FAQ talk. Yeah, there's a little a, CBD mixed into that ointment. Exactly. So I'm feeling I'm feeling relaxed. My butthole <laughs> is accepting and ready. I love that. I mean, instantly where you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so no, it was a. Uh, there's a there's a long episode, so we're all a little tired. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna sorry, I'm gonna calm it down for the end. Rambling. I just get very uh, rambly, engaged, in my excited. John, the rambling man, rambling fat piss, <laughs> rambling fat piss. That's so Ooh. gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's like makes me think of like dribbling, like rambling, like. Uh. <laughs> Oh, it's rambling everywhere. <laughs> 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 I ramble all over the seat. 
It's just like, oh, walk into the bot GT bathroom, and it's like, oh, John's being in here. There's it, pee everywhere. He's been rambling around. The past in your, hey, in your that's still pants. still real close, man. It's too it too, soon. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Too soon. All right. So, uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook at Boys of the Golden Throne, Instagram at Bot GT Thirty K. Uh, you can find John at Big John West on Instagram. Uh, we have got our Warriors Weekend event um, where we've got our 30K event on the 13th of April and our Titanicus event on the 14th of April. Yeah. Yeah. So get your tickets. You can uh, just Google Weekend Warriors 2, two eyes, not to the number uh and you can get tickets through the website once you've gotten your ticket shoot us a message and let us know what you're playing um we've also got the canadian tabletop championships uh which is in ottawa ontario may 3rd through 5th so i a little update on this i got you know how i i chirped my brother (laughs) the other the other episode about get your stuff done get to that um, anyway, he's not going to be able to get his army done, but uh, I think I've shown you guys some of the screenshots or pictures he sent me of some of the ZM terrain that he's been designing for the MDF yeah. laser cutter. Yeah, that was nuts, dude. I, I was really like, oh, I'm expecting this to be like, you know, whatever. And then it was like, holy shit, that looks crazy. So he's, um, he ended, hearing us chirp him or me chirp him, he's like, that motivated him to book a bunch of time with like eight hours, I think, for the laser cutter. And he's going to try to like get a table for that yeah. event. So nice. if you can do that, Alex, well done, sir. Um, and then, of course, we have. The Bocce T 74th Annual Deuces Gone Wild event happening in Victoria in June 8th through 9th. And we are sold out, but you can email us at thebotgtpc at gmail.com or just shoot us a Facebook message and we can put you on the wait list along with if you're playing Traders or Loyalist. Yeah. Very and key. And potential ad forthcoming even though it's already sold out because it will be fun. Yes. And then we've got uh, CK Studios 102 class coming to Victoria uh, July f- uh, th- uh, July 13th and 14th. Uh, we have War Gamers Camp happening in Indiana September um, 12th through 15th. And then we just have a new announcement here for uh, a a Highlander event happening in Vancouver. It's uh, the run by the Caber Top or Toss Your Cabers. So I guess it's a a big event with also a 30k yeah, event. Yeah, so I don't, I don't. It's new to me. New to me. I just got the invite today, but wanted to shout it out. So I'll put a link in uh, the show notes. Our uh, our boy uh, Goldie from over there invited us over. So it, it's a little close to our event, but. Well, I might try to get yeah, over we'll, there. We'll try. If you make it, I'll make it. I know that. Well, like just the for like a legitimate Centurion uh, event too would be, yeah. I think, pretty cool too. Uh, Every to excuse to paint up the rest of my reavers too. There you go. So um, yeah, I guess um, I think that is that is it for me and the last time we're recording here together. Yes. Um, to anyone who wants us to promote events, so we got a message uh, from someone, from I think it was William, uh, a few days ago. If you want us to promote an event, 
email us the the specifics and we will we'll mention it at the end of the show yeah um yeah that's why we didn't get to you william because uh the message disappeared so make sure you email it don't don't just pm pm it to us yeah sweet so yeah just shoot us a link and we can put uh you know links in the show notes and everything to events and are happy to promote as many heresy or titanicus events as we can so i guess that is it for me gents do you have anything else before we land this pig peace love and chicken grease all right well hugs and kisses we'll talk to you later me and john at least coming from the otter den next yeah. Peace. All right.